Welcome to the B&E Podcast with Brandon Colby-Cook and Evan Schulte. Exploring the creative process and finding the balance between artistry and industry. Entirely uncut and unscripted. And we're live. <laughs> Ish. Ish. Yeah. We're, the we're third the, time. Yeah. And, third time. Uh, <laughs> and as uh, you can hear, we have a guest on the show. Although I guess in the headline for the title, the uh, you'll see that we have a guest as well. Yeah. She we're, has the name of a superhero girlfriend. I do. <laughs> Pretty, in what kind way? of Samantha Gordon. Really? Yeah. The well, it's like you, you're like you're like the daughter of of Gordon for like you know. Oh, uh, oh yeah, um, yeah Commissioner Batman, Gordon. Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, for Batman. Yeah. What's his I name? What's his actual Batman. first name? Commissioner Gordon. I don't even know what his first name I, is. I, I, I can't even either. think of it. I don't know. If we talk about comics the whole time, I'll have nothing. No, to no, say. we're not. We're not going to do that. Just a fun way. To Only do. if we want to make you really uncomfortable. <laughs> we'll just start. We'll just jump into it. Um, but no, today. Uh, being is that we're recording this on, uh, early within the new year here of 2017, uh, we thought it might be good to do a little conversation on dreams mm-hmm. and turning dreams sparkles. Was that what that was? Yeah. With your hand motion? Yeah. It's like dreams. I'm used to being on video, I guess. It's been a while since I've been on radio. Yeah. So I'm just acting things out over here. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. you need to do that, you know? Like, it's like with voice actors, when you watch, you know, the behind the scenes voice they actors. Do. And they're yeah. getting into it because you do, you have to get into the full performance of it. I do mm-hmm. Totally. Um, but anyhow, dreams. Dreams. And uh, how to turn that into actionable goals. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I just said yes because you said yes. As an artist. <laughs> and how do As we do that? As an artist. So how do we do that? Um, and yeah, I think it relates to resolutions. Well, okay. Let me just start by sharing something. Actually, before I do that, I still want to introduce you a little bit. Okay. Yes. Introduce yeah, me. let's do so that. So we'll, we'll hop into that. But um, so you were at one point on the radio as a host. Right. Um, you ha- you know how to deal with More questions. than one point. Yeah. <laughs> in Australia and Canada. Oh, I've been wow. on the radio, yes. So down under. So you had a, you've had a career in radio. Yeah. I was a journalist, yes. Okay. Yes. And you know how to deal with questions, so you don't want us to grill you. You're going to deflect. <laughs> I She already deflect. promised us that. <laughs> I really will. She may leave partway through then, the podcast yeah, might, to, pee, to pee, and we will buy time, so <laughs> if at any point you don't hear her laughing or any talking. It's because I'm off peeing yeah, she's because I have peeing. tea and water. Yeah. Um, we're making yeah. sure she's hydrated. Yeah. Um, we're drinking the beer today. Um, and, uh, let's see what else you also do copywriting. I, yes. Yeah, so I've worked as a communications manager for many years too. So I've done all the boring writing okay. as well. And then you, all the uh, boring communication, but you've also put your hand into screenwriting too. Right. Yes. I, my background, I studied screenwriting and media and all that good stuff and broadcasting. So, okay, great. And That's you just so went fun. to an audition today. I did. It was so horrible. <laughs> would you guys like to hear about it? Yeah, we would. Yeah, we would. And then if you get it, then you'll be off to Argentina. Oh, God, no. Yeah, I will be off to Argentina, but I cannot imagine a world in which I would get that audition. It was horrible. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I am did, not an did actor. Did you, like, slap the casting director in the face? No, no, no. No, no, no. No, they're all very nice. We're friends. But, no. I'm a host and a communicator and a writer. I'm definitely not an actor. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you do a little acting. I mean, I have acted as a model. 
and that sort of thing. Right. But no, I'm not an actor. Okay. I studied video production. Right. So <laughs> did you have uh, did you have like lines and stuff for this one, or was it was improvisation? Yeah. So okay. I can do that. That was fine. But I'm sure I looked ridiculous. Like there was nothing actually. That said, you know, no one said, "Oh, you're horrible." But I just, I came out of it. I was like, "Oh, that." Was yeah, I've had so that horrible. feeling. I, I know that. I've been to many editions, and yeah. I've walked out of many where I've been like, "Oh, oh man, that's like, so bad." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's you know. But you know what's funny is I've gone out of an audition, and I've been like. That was the worst piece of shit I've ever done, and it turned out like you got I booked it. it. Yeah, like, that's how did that like what did like how, how did things go so wrong that they cast me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like they literally just like they ran out of time to yeah. look for somebody. <laughs> They're like that guy. He looks oh, like it. Yeah, he looks like the part. So let's just do this. Um, okay, and uh, and but that won't happen for this time. This one was actually bad. All right, so no Argentina. <laughs> But if you, but you'll well, let no, us know. I'm hoping. Yeah. No, no, I'm still gonna hope. hope but we want to yeah. talk about hope. Yeah, let's talk <laughs> That's about hope. related to hope dreams. and aspirations. Segway. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and before we do the little segue, actually, um, just for our po- our uh, actual podcast people who are hearing this podcast months later, if you haven't paid in to like another earlier podcast, we're actually live on uh, Pocket Live, which is live broadcasting. We have two channels running. What's the name of your channel? Sam Bebe Antha. <laughs> I I'm so glad I didn't try to say that myself. <laughs> no, it's basically Samantha with a Bebe in yeah, the middle. With a Bebe. Right. Yeah. And then okay. Antha. And Antha. then Antha, yes. Yeah. Sam, Sam Bebe Antha. Okay, that makes sense. Bebe, like B A. I'll never forget. That Hilarity. Makes, yeah, that makes me think of like a like a Hotmail account. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's right. honestly, do you want to hear why I have that? Yeah. It's because I need to create a username and it was very late at night. And of course, Samantha was taken, not on Pocket Live, but for something else. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, throw a little bay bay in the middle of my name. Why not? <laughs> no one, no one took that Why one. Why not? Play with it. I like it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and do you think it's better to have like uh, not have your real name on your uh, on your live channel, or do you think it? Literally, no thought went into it. Okay. I was just like, some baby, I'm the done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I put my full name. Mine's, I think that's fine. Yeah. Mine's Brandon Colby Cook, by the way, if people want to ever tune into Pocket Live. Or Sam Baby. Antha. Antha. But my name is Samantha Gordon. It's not hidden. I think yeah. I have it on my YouTube. Right. So. And your and your Twitter account, because we got a lot oh, of Twitter. Oh, my Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Which my I actually encouraged you to start using I it. I know. No, I made it, and then I forgot I made it. I usually <laughs> only manage the social media for right. corporations. Mm. Not so much myself. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, forgot I made it, and then you started following... You tweeted me, didn't you? I tweeted you. You, He tweeted me, and then it reminded me I had one. So, (laughs) I went back. Yeah, because I'm, like, so active on Twitter these days. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, I got you using it. I don't know. Have you made any tweets since then? No, No, I haven't. Okay. No, no. I I think I tweeted maybe twice. Oh, okay. To respond to you, and then... I didn't go sign into Twitter, though. I just... You can do it automatically from YouTube. You just have to click something, and then it sends, like... You just posted a new YouTube video. Oh, nice. So, technically, I only went onto Twitter once. Well, you might get more fans to come to your uh, Pocket Live channel if you use your Twitter. I guess. Yeah. I haven't been doing any PR. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, okay, so let's talk about your hopes of going to Argentina and how they relate to My dreams <laughs> and uh, goals and all of that. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things I was going to share earlier is, like, I started the new year, and... Um, I had a bunch of goals that I wanted to accomplish last year, and I realized that I had only accomplished like nine or ten percent of like all these goals I had. 
And it was like just a big slap in the face. And I was like, why the hell did this happen? Like, I really feel like I messed up. And so I looked at it and I realized that I had a bunch of things written down, but I had no deadline for a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a plan written out about how to achieve the goal, nor did I have, um, so I didn't have accountability. I didn't have a plan and I didn't even have a connection to it or a reason why I wanted it. I just was like, yeah, this would be great if this happened, but it was really much more just like hopes and wishes as opposed to actual goals in spite of the tagline on top of this list, having goals written. (laughs) So maybe you didn't actually want them though, if you didn't have enough motivation. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, I I, know. I think you're right. I think deep down, I don't think I was really connected to, to really why I wanted them. Why? Yeah. Why is so important. That's what Mm -hmm. I found. You have to really have a passion and a drive because there's always going to be obstacles toward whatever goal or aspiration that you want to do. Right. So you always have to have a strong, strong, unyielding reason why you're going to follow through. Totally. And, um, you know, I think, uh, especially if you have more goals, the more goals you have, they start to compete. And like, I think that's why I got like a few done that were really important to me. And then the other ones were just kind of in addition to that, you know what I mean? But this year, so what I did was when I started the new year, I was like, yeah, I recognize the problem. I set a deadline for every single goal. And then, uh, so wait, what were these goals? You can't tell us. Oh, no, I can tell you. I mean, uh, like, um, it's an open book. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. Let's open that Um, book. I mean, I I had one was to finish finish this screenplay, um, you know, by the end of the year. Another was to make a movie. Another was to travel to Europe. Um, You know. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Um, And so, you know, um, and and so, uh, you know, I had a bunch of, I just had a bunch of stuff that I wanted to accomplish like that. And just certain things got put off. And some things I was actually really close to accomplishing, Mm -hmm. but it was because I was so passive about them. Like if I would have like noticed that, like say in like December or November and say, Hey, like I'm all, I actually almost completed this goal. Mm -hmm. I could actually made it happen. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the things before, uh, we had started recording, we had, uh, you were telling me a little bit about how going over some of them, like you really realized that you like the things that you'd written, you didn't even want these things. Yeah. There was really, about, yeah, there was a two or three, two or three goals. I mean, I wrote out, it sounds like a lot and it probably is a lot, but I wrote out 33 goals. That That's I not a to. lot. Cause I used to have that website called 43 things.com, which is all about goal setting. Okay. Do you remember this? Maybe no, I don't know. It went kabunk or whatever, oh, but okay. yeah, I used it and it only allowed you to have 43 goals at okay. one time. Okay. Yeah. Cause I think once you get to a certain point, I mean, if you, if, if, uh, you know, I was having a big conversation with my dad with it and it was like, if you can just accomplish it in a day, it's more of a task, you mm-hmm. know, but like a goal is like something that, you know, I think requires takes, many tasks. Yeah. It requires many things, right? Many tasks. <laughs> yeah. And then it, you know, there's going to be some adversity and, and, uh, it requires you to usually have to uh, raise your game some in some way to get it right. Yeah. Like if you set a goal where you go like, I already know I can get it because that's already where I'm at. That's mm-hmm. not really a goal. You already know you can do it, right? No, but, I think that's still that can still be a goal. It's just a very easily accomplished goal. You think it's a goal? Yeah, of course it's still a goal. If you're you say, oh, I want to do this, and you know you can do it. Well, you don't really know the future. Well, you don't know. I mean, I suppose you. I'm don't just know, playing devil's advocate. You, you don't know. If you do anything, <laughs> but here, like I'm thinking, like. Uh, like, for example, like if you've made, let's just say you made like $50,000 in a year and you go, I want to make $50,000 the next year. You probably know you're going to do that anyway. So it's not oh, really a that's goal. That's a lazy goal. Yeah. Yeah. A lazy goal. Okay. So we'll, we'll, goal. we'll start to define our goals. So lazy goal. So you want to make the goal something that actually pushes you beyond where you're at. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to stay where you are in life. 
But then why have a goal if you're just going to stay where you are? Like, what's the point of having a goal if it's just like, I'm just going to do the same thing I've always done. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, um, my point was just setting goals that like push a little bit above little things that will help me push my game and help me rise above. Right. And then I think on the other side of that is picking goals that are way too, you know, pie in the sky. And then you're just so disappointed where you're not even close enough at all. Yeah. Cause that can be an absolute dream killer as well. Right. Is when like you kind of set yourself up for failure a little bit because you, yeah, like you make your goal. I mean, I'm all for, you know, shooting too high and then not quite getting there, but you end Shoot up for the stars. Yeah. Still right. hit the moon or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but, um, you know, sometimes like, especially if you set up like all of these big goals for yourself, it's like, I'm doing all of this this year. And then, you know, throughout the, you know, over the course of the year and you, yeah, like you don't do maybe half of them. Right. Right. And now all you're thinking about is the half of the goals that you didn't achieve. Right. Right. It's like, but it's remarkable that you achieved half of them. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's like, but, but the way that we're just sort of wired, we'll just get down on ourselves about how we, how we screwed shit up. Totally. Well, I, and I, I heard, I did a success program like a few years back and they were saying like, if you accomplish like 60 to 70% of your goals or you have, uh, you know, basically if you get to the 60, 70% of the goals that you set, you're doing extremely well in life because there's a, you know, like, and I think a lot of people have this idea of you need to be perfect, but you want to create a certain percentage of goals, which they're about 30 to 40% where you're just like, I just don't even know if I can, but it's like a little bit out. And so you make room for that failure, right? Whereas the other, like maybe the first 30% are like, I'm really certain I can get these done. And there's that middle bit. And you kind of, if you pushed yourself, you'd get the middle bit. If you really pushed yourself, you'd maybe get up to like the 80, 90%. But usually there's always going to be something. And if there isn't, if, if you got a hundred percent, you failed at goal setting because you should always have one goal. That's a little bit too far away. Just because like, um, well, you can always make more goals too. Though. You can always make, you more. can take those off and you can write some more. Well, so the theory though, is like when say a sprinter is running the hundred meter dash, right? So they're running I used to be in track. Okay. So, you know, Side note, guys. all right. <laughs> <laughs> didn't do that in the intro. You didn't let us know. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> so, um, so as a track star that you are, you know, when you're running the hundred meter dash, you don't run for the line, you run past the line. That's very true. Right. So when you set a goal, like you, you set one goal, at least that's a little bit farther than where you want to ultimately hit. So Mm -hmm. that, because, um, there's a, and they say there's a psychological thing that happens when you actually become close to completing a goal. A lot of people fail at like 95%, 98% of completing the goal. And the reason why is because if we completed it, we'd have nothing left to do. So we don't really want to complete it because if we did, then we wouldn't have, something to move to next. So we actually kind of keep ourselves in this purgatory of like, I'm almost done for like a real long time. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. We just like, we'll always have more ideas. We'll always have more things that we'll want to pursue, but it can be tough to break that mindset. Right. And then the other thing too, is like, um, you know, as I, cause I've been doing the breakdown, the why of the goal. Um, when you start looking at the why of a goal, it always leads to something bigger. So usually there, like every goal is actually just a step towards a bigger vision that you have, which I think is kind of your dream. And when it all, what it all comes down to, because I read a lot of psychology, all comes down to the feeling 
Mm, yes. Within yourself. Do I feel accomplished? Are you looking to feel accomplished? Are you looking to feel loved? Are you looking to feel heard? All your goals basically come back to that as yeah, well. They and I, but for me, I was, I was thinking of this when you're talking. I think it's very important to also keep your goals open. Because for me, the world has changed so much. I wanted to be a broadcast host, came out of university. And the industry was just dying at that time. Mm-hmm. And now, a couple years later, a few years later... We have all this digital media that's coming up. and So that's why I think it's very important to keep your goals open-ended. Because you don't know what the industry is going to do. You don't know what opportunities are going to be in the future. Yeah. So I think it's no, that's really, really important good point. Yeah. to keep it open-ended. Because, you know, if you say, oh, I want to be this, you know, in the future, maybe there's actually a way better avenue for you to pursue in the future that yeah. has not even been created yet. It doesn't exist right now. But maybe... That's actually what you want to do. So yeah. And sometimes we get also we get hung up on a certain path of how to get there. Mm, yeah, right. The we think it's like, it's like, oh, OK, this is how you do it. You know, and you follow all of these sort of steps to how you think you're supposed to achieve this thing. And none of them are working. And it's like, well, maybe that's because you're supposed to find a different way to it. Right. Or it's not. Speak so deep to me. you got to find a different path. <laughs> it's so true, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think, you know, we all, everyone's thing is individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's people who've done it a certain way and there's been some success and it's, and there, it's you know, worth taking into consideration. Absolutely. Like, I don't think you ever dismiss you know, the experiences of somebody who's maybe now in a position that you would like to be in yourself. Right. But to think that, you know, you can just copy all of those exact same steps and have the same result. Yeah. I mean, you see that with acting all the time. I mean, cause the, and, and with filmmaking, I mean, the whole industry of filmmaking and acting has changed so drastically. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it used to be that if you wanted to be a famous actor, you had to get on the big screen. Now, like you could be on a Netflix show or the CS3. It's all digital now. Yeah, you know, it's totally changing, right? Video on demand has totally changed the whole world. And then the other thing is... The internet. Yeah, the internet and uh, (laughs) and, uh, HD video. You know, it used to be like, you know how much it costs to get 35 millimeter film and to make a film? It's expensive as hell. But now you can just get this camera, which you can just find and hire a, a, a DP who already has the camera. And then you just got to buy like a couple hard drives. So you can, you can make a feature film if everybody like is working for, pe- for peanuts. I mean, you can just like a $200 or $300 for hard drives. I and mean, you can distribute it. Yeah. Too. And you can distribute it yeah. yourself. You can just post it on YouTube, post yeah. it wherever you want, Vimo, right. wherever. So like the way people are going about trying to have these careers it's, you know, the path to the goal is, is they're trying to use an old model, which is just totally outdated. Mm. And also like the way, like, I think, um, the way an actor's career looked in the past, just for actors, it used to look a lot different than it would look today. You know, like, uh, it used to like, you know, they, they, they say, uh, what is it? The, the golden age of cinema is over. Like the days of movie stars are dying. You know, now it's about, um, now it's not so much about these name people that bring everybody to the theater because in a lot of ways, people aren't going to the theater as much anymore. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that there will always be a certain kind of, um, market for celebrity, mm. but I don't know if it's, it's evolving. Celebrity yeah. is evolving. Yeah. And yeah. Social media is becoming a new celebrity in its own way. Totally. Which is kind of strange now. Mm-hmm. But because it's more macro now, because there's just so many more people and you're exposed to so many more people, I don't think we will ever have, 
you know, like Marilyn Monroe or mm. Audrey Hepburn, you know? Yeah. People that are just so famous. Yeah, I, I actually, I think I agree with that because I think like back then for someone to be famous and like that was, it was very iconic. But I think now when someone's famous, I mean, it's kind of like there and it's gone in a lot of ways, you know, it's, yeah. uh, you know, and there's, there's, I mean, you see this all the time where people will be like really hot for like a week or a month or a year or a few years and then boom, they're gone. And you don't even, you'll never even know. And, and, and then someone will refer, do you remember that person who was in that show? And like, no, people no one don't know. No yeah. one knows. People right. Like, but like Who's people will remember. And then you show yeah, a Mike. picture of them and you're like, this guy's, yeah, this oh, guy's yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, like Marilyn Monroe and James Dean, I mean, they're, you know, they were iconicized in a lot of ways. So they remembered forever. And so, yeah, I think things get changed. So I think like our, and also I think another thing is this where we're on this topic is like certain goals are not in your control. I mean, you don't get to control. Yeah. We went off on a long tangent. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we did. Yeah. 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 yeah, That happens. That happens with me. Yeah. Expect it again. Yeah. That's why we invited you. Don't you realize? (laughs) We needed a tangent. tangent. (laughs) We need so many tangents. We should just change the name to tangents. (laughs) Yeah. Tangent (laughs) And and, then on our soapbox or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) On the soapbox. It's getting a little dark in here. I know yeah. it's so dark. You I can know, barely the sun see me. Like disappeared. Oh! I'm gonna hit the lights. Keep going, guys. Um, so, what we what we were actually here to talk about dreams. Yeah, dreams, <laughs> and goals <guys>. and and <laughs> turning into actionable to actionable things. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. yeah. I, I think one of the the biggest things and and this was like a video I watched on Big Think a little while ago. Uh, this author would basically come up with, um, like he went and he had interviewed like all of these very like highly successful people because he wanted to know like what the secret was, what everybody, and the thing he discovered was that everybody is a procrastinator. Like it, it, even these successful people are Mm -hmm. like highly procrastinating people, Mm -hmm. but they have certain systems that they've sort of developed for them for themselves. Right. Like they, these little things that they, they, someone told them or that they adapted for themselves or just completely came up. For yeah. something. They just, just trick themselves. Yeah. And essentially <laughs> like you, you kind of got to like, you got to like mind hack yourself, right. you know, in certain ways sometimes to get things done. Yeah. Right. And, um, and one of the things talked about was not setting yourself up to fail, mm. set yourself up to succeed. So like one of his things was for a guy who's published like three books, like very successful books. Um, and a person who didn't really consider himself or I, from the, the talk, he didn't even look like someone who still considers himself much of a writer, but he basically, his whole rule is write two crappy pages a day. Mm. That's yes. how, that's, that's how, how I finished my book. Yeah. yeah. I did, you just have to sit down. Stephen King says that as well. Yeah. You just have to sit down and hammer out 2000 words or 2,500 words. Who cares? Don't judge them now. Judge them in the editing process. Yeah. 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 But just like take like the pressure off yourself, but just get it done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the thing is like, don't make, get so precious about it. And, and yeah. And there was something else that he had said to this guy and I, it was just golden. I read well. a book like that. 
I read it when I was in Hawaii a week and a half ago. What was it called? Don't know, but it did interview. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. You were like calling out to it. It's like, are you going to go? No, all right. No, no. <laughs> Book, are you coming to you, me? It no. might come to you. This happens to us every now and then. But they interviewed... Uh, oh, I didn't even download this book. A friend downloaded it on their Kindle. And they interviewed Whitney Cummings. Have you guys heard of her? She is one of the co-writers for Two Broke Two Broke Girls. Oh, Two Broke Girls. Two oh, Broke okay. Girls. Anyway, and she's also a comedian. Okay. Oh, it was great to read her stuff. But he interviewed quite a few people and just talking about how they became successful and yeah. what's their you know process. A lot of artists and then also a lot of successful like CEOs and investment mm-hmm. managers and that sort of thing. It was very interesting. If I ever remember what they were called, <laughs> yeah, I will tell you guys. Yeah. Um, well, uh, um, what was I going to say? Uh, one of the strategies that I've definitely, um, what's, what's worked for me in the past is really front ending my work, you know? So like the night before doing as much work as I can to prepare myself for whatever I have to do tomorrow, because as e- the easier you can make it for yourself, the next time you pick it up, yeah. the better off you are. So like, for example, like one so you're thinking of a project then? Well, like something you have to work on, like a yeah, like script or well, like uh, you know, I mean, I mean, it could be anything. Like it could be like uh, you want to run a marathon, right? And you got to mm-hmm. train for it. But mm-hmm. like, so in the morning you wake up and it's raining and it's cold and you're tired and you didn't sleep well. But you put your shoes out and you put all your wardrobe out so you're ready to like just basically step into it and get out there and go. Like just little things that you can do to make that job easier like the next day in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like one thing I do, like I've written now for, I think I just hit 1,630 days in a row. You know, I've written every single day for half an hour at least. And what I do is I always like, I, I created a document, which I just copy and paste over and over and over again, because it has everything set up for like, now you do journal entry. Now you do your script writing. Now you do this. And it just, it gives me the list and I just, I do the writing. And so then it's Mm -hmm. really easy. I don't have to think about it. Right. And then I'll never forget either because you know, what can happen is you could work 18 hours on set and then you got a six hour layover, like turnover or whatever. And then is that my this phone? person's oh, phone. phone? It's mine. Pass it over. <laughs> <laughs> it's given us. Two I'm just beats. glad it's not me, right? <laughs> you know, I had it on because I wanted to. It's make not sure. my fault. It's not guest fault. So it's all fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, and so um, my point was that you just kind of like if you front end your work, it makes things a lot easier as you move as you move forward. So that's I- just like strategy. I also think it's important to know yourself. So you're saying morning, you know, wake up in the morning. If you are not a morning person, don't do your stuff in the morning. Right. I am not a morning person. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have read The Artist's Way. Yeah. They talk uh, about oh, the morning yeah. pages. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's basically, you know, to clear out all your unconsciousness and get your... Your, can you swear on this channel? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Your shit out on the page. Yeah. I only, yeah. <laughs> Get your shit out on the page so that you can be more creative and more yeah. focused and all that kind of thing. All that kind of thing. But I do not do it in the morning. Yeah. I am definitely a night owl. So I will do that at night. Yeah, and I too. complete all my goals at yeah. night. So I think it's very important not to force yourself into, you know, a system that may work for someone else. Yeah, I totally agree it. with you. You know, that's and that's a battle that I've had in certain ways, too, is because I've always been a night owl. I'm like, you know, if anyone ever joins in on my channel, they'll they'll be up with me. You stay up late. I yeah. saw because yeah. I'm like finishing my shower. I'm like, mm, he's still up. Yeah. Interesting. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like two in the morning and I'm like, I'm inside the writer's room and people are chatting and I'm working on my script. And those are 
a lot of the time my best hours and I'm learning Mm. to like not fight that so much and just embrace it. And like when people want to meet in the morning, I'm like, Nope, I'm writing a script. I'm sleeping in, you know? And just to embrace that because, you know, and, and I, and I, and this last couple of years I've had like a little bit of struggle with that because I've been like, Oh, but successful people get up in the morning, right? Don't no. they? Yeah, because in that book, it yeah. said, one of those books, I, I read yeah. all these books, don't remember the titles, but it was like, wake up in the morning, go to bed early, wake up early, and you see these memes floating, not memes, but these yeah. little, like, quote things floating around on social yeah. media, like, wake up early, drink your coffee, do mm-hmm. your routine, be successful. You don't have to wake up early to be successful. There are plenty yeah. of night owls who are successful. My friend Kaiza, I don't know if you guys have heard of her. her she's a singer. Her song is Hideaway. I don't know I don't what know. her last no, name is. You guys have definitely heard If you Google okay. her, you will. All right, we'll do it after. Kaiza. Anyways, she is a night owl. She wakes up like 6 p.m. and then works all through the night. Wow. Yeah. That's real, real night owl. Oh, yeah, real yeah. night owl. Yeah, nocturnal. Yeah, she's nocturnal. That's like and straight up night shift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she's successful and and she is a night owl. So I do not care if people are like, eh. Because my dad's one of the, like, he's a successful businessman, but he's, you know, you have to wake up at 4 a.m. Yeah, I know. Like, my dad's like that too. You know, <laughs> like, you know for, and for some people, that, that really does work. Yeah. You know, like for myself, I, you know, and, and this is where sometimes discipline comes in. It's like, I actually really enjoy the mornings. Like I really, you do? I do. Yeah. Mm. But Sick I, person. but like <laughs> I, what a weirdo. <laughs> but yeah, I, I very, I very rarely like actually get up super early because mm. I also like staying up late yeah. a little bit so too. You're so you're deeply confused. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> this should be a I therapy session. <laughs> yeah. Lay down on the couch, Evan. Yeah, Let's talk down. about Oh God. Okay. We'll work through your issues. It's like I wake up, I wake up at like eight and then I think I could get up, but then then I just go back to sleep and then I, and then I get up and then I have some coffee and I think about doing some work, but then I don't. And, <laughs> and then I feel like I might be able to do some work, but then I don't. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, um, but like sometimes there's a thing about a little bit more discipline. Like for myself, I am actually one of those people who's like, and I'm not like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to be up at four 30 in the yeah. morning. Like I'm not crazy like that, but sick people who wake but, up at 4 a.m., right? <laughs> the guy who runs Starbucks wakes up at 4 a.m. every morning, apparently. No, and the people who day. run... Yeah, gotta get up early. Like, no, early have you seen those warm. runners out there? <laughs> yeah. No, like, good for yeah. you guys, but I think you're insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. They get up and they're like, yes! Like, and then they think your friend is insane for getting up at 6 p.m. You wasted right. the whole day. I know, you know it's older like these, that, too. But there's all these things, like, you know, you constantly get these pressures from society of what you think you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, that, you know, you raise such a good point. Like, really just honoring what's, what's, uh, what's good for you. Um, <laughs> I don't know what they wrote. What did they write? <laughs> Did she just come out of the oven because she's hot? <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's on my live broadcast yeah. for people who are listening. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's a fantastic addition to the conversation. <laughs> yeah. So it's really going to keep this. We don't going. usually read uh, live comments, but hey, why not? <laughs> well, you um, asked. Yeah, yes. I asked, I asked, and she answered. And uh, you know, um, she doesn't like to be grilled, so I'm not going to ask her too many questions. Yeah. but I throw them in every now and then. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So yeah, I think that's such a good point. I mean, that is part of success. You know, I've noticed like, uh, in, in December, like just, uh, the month leading up to like kind of the new year and really amping up my goals. 
I really started to honor that a lot more. I'm mm-hmm. kind of like sleeping in and then staying up late and doing my work and all of a sudden shit started getting done and, yeah. and I was feeling good. And, um, I was a little tired in the morning and I was like a little bit like, man, maybe I should turn my schedule around. But at the same time I was like, this feels right to me. But it was weird because I'd be sleeping through and it's like these short days in December. So yeah. I'm like, is this okay? Like, should I be sleeping through the day? You're feeling guilty <laughs> yeah, for exactly. following your rhythm. Never feel guilty yeah, totally. for following your rhythm. Yeah. That's my philosophy. Yeah, that's a good point. Like but it. other people will put pressure on you. Right. No. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because again, people have ideas of how things are done. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and oftentimes people don't even know why they think that way. And I mean, as artists, I think it, you're, we're in a different kind of system as yeah. to yeah. how things work. You know, it's like, oh, like, yeah, you know, when you're in the corporate type of setting or whatever, you know, there's a reason why you're there. Like Would you, you get like, up in the morning yeah. and you do nine to fives because that's how, like when everybody else is doing, it, everyone has to work together. It has to be a cohesive unit totally for a lot of it. So yeah, it makes sense. But when it comes to creating something to writing something, or, um, preparing a part, writing a piece of music that can happen at any place at any time. And if you've got a system that's working for you, then don't fuck with it. Yeah. yeah. Would you like to hear a sick story yeah. of the time? Okay. So my last comment. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I can't wait to tell you. <laughs> he just said, what if I had said, no, you're not- getting red. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. I used to work in corporate communications. Yeah. You just said people work nine to five. In my old office, we had flexible hours, okay? I was like, yes, flexible hours. I can come in at like 11. No, no, no. That means you could come in at like 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. Oh, man. That's just my side That's your flexible hour. Yes, and why is it not flexible the other way around? (laughs) It's just mean. And that's why I left the corporate world. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and and, I mean, we are talking about, you know, how goals and dreams relate to an artist, um, you know, and I think you raised such a good point. I mean, because as artists, you know, creativity too is something that um, I've been learning not to force either because like I can get up in the morning and like, I have the discipline now where I can get up. Like I can get up you can, anytime and I can get up and I can start writing. If you put bacon and eggs in front of me, no problem. <laughs> and some <Yeah>. coffee. <laughs> but the thing is, is like, I do find like right around like 11 PM, all of a sudden my muse shows up, you know, it's just like, boom. It's like, and then I'm laying in bed and I'm like, you should write that down. It's like, no, but I got to get up early tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's always right before you want to fall asleep. I've yeah. noticed that, but it isn't that I necessarily want to fall asleep. It's like, maybe that's just the time. Like, I don't know. It's something about when everybody's going to bed and I've, I've, I've yeah. noticed that it's since quiet. I was, yeah, since I was yeah. a teenager, every time when everybody's going to bed, all of a sudden, like, I'm like a cat, like I want to get out and I want to like, I want to play, you know? And so the thing is, is like, I just, I just noticed that. And so yeah, I think like this year, like at least I'm, I'm going to try to honor that a little bit more. Yeah. Maybe it's actually just your creative lie down. Creative lie down. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it looks like you're trying to go to sleep, but you're actually just Meditating. having your you meditation. Yeah. It's like, yeah. all right, I'm going to sleep now. I'm yeah. going to sleep. You're, you're tricking like, it. Like, yeah. Oh, I fucking got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, you know, it's funny you say that because uh, um, I used to like nap and then I would like, you know, you go lay down in your head for a few minutes to nap and then all of a sudden like maybe wake up like... 15 minutes later and all of a sudden you're like ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Naps are also like totally like underrated. No, they are overrated. <laughs> Over. What? They are overrated. And I will tell you why. Uh, okay. 
If you... <laughs> <laughs> well, opinions, people. This is why we brought her. <laughs> so, I tried to have a nap the other day. Okay. Just so. fell asleep all through the night. <laughs> yeah. And then... And, no. Well, you set an alarm. <laughs> yeah, no, those no? don't work. If you're well, tired enough... I think this is a personal story. <laughs> Not like general advice. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying. If, if you're the type that can't handle a nap, just don't go there, guys. <laughs> don't handle You can't handle a nap. You can't, you can't handle it. Get under the bed. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the most cr- ridiculous things I think I've ever heard. Oh, man. Can't handle a nap. <laughs> no, it's true. I was very yeah. tired, but anyway. No, I hear you. Well, it depends. I'm making them cry like, over here. I, I, <laughs> I love it. It's like, because, like, for myself, I have to be disciplined with a nap. Yeah. If I, if I take one, it's, like, it's between 20 and 30 minutes, and I set yeah, an alarm for it. Yeah, an hour it. like, is because, the downfall, right? Yeah, if once I go past half an hour, hour next, yeah. then it's, like, if I wake up after that, then I'm, like, yeah. so groggy. they say that with your rhythms, you can do 20 to 30 minutes, and then you can do, like, uh, 40 to, like, 50, like, or right around there, 35 to 55, but mm-hmm. then once you get over that... Or it's like right in that middle. You guys yeah. have ever woken up in the middle? You're like, oh man, I'm still super tired. Like not yeah. super tired, but you're just too tired to get up. But that 15 to 20, maybe 25, you're okay. But it's like that little bit in the That's middle. That's how long it takes me to fall asleep though. Just to lay down. Oh but yeah, I'm, I'm the, the lucky I just go out like that. That's little, just a man thing. Does that happen to you too? Uh, oh, it just man. depends. It just depends like <laughs> where I'm at. Like uh, sometimes I can just lay down and I'm just out for a little bit. But, um, yeah, over the hour, and then you wake up, and you're like, oh, man, like, what time is it? Like, <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, um, so I think, I, I personally think naps are underrated. <laughs> I think you just need to choose them wisely. As long as you keep them in balance. Yeah. The other thing um, is, is uh, you know, when I, was, when I was younger, I remember my dad, because I used to like to take naps, at, like, I was working in school, and, um little like side story about me if I've never told it before, but story time, story time with Brandon. Um, (laughs) so basically when I went to university, um, my dad and I had an agreement that he would get my books if I went to university and, um, basically cover my classes. So I was like, okay, well fine, I'll do it. But I wanted to get into the film program, but in the university of British Columbia, you couldn't just get right into the film program. So I had to study other courses. I had to study you know, psychology and and sociology and all this other stuff and, and philosophy or whatever I could get my, you know, whatever I could get into. So I would go and I would do all those classes. And then I went to the bookstore though, and I didn't tell him I did this and he didn't look at my books that I bought and I bought all the film books that, that were a part of the, tricky, film, tricky, the tricky. film program. Right. I went and I <laughs> bought those too. Right. So I bought all my course load and I bought their course, course load too. Cause I was like, I'm going to be in it anyway. I mean, that's part of the agreement. Right. Yeah. And so it's not like I was like, it's just, I'm getting the books early, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> shady, I, shady guy right there. Just won't have so, to pay for them yeah, later. Pretty, pretty shady. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but, uh, I'm anyway, thinking ahead. That's very so, good. so what I would do is I would go. So I had, I had a part-time job and a full course load in university and I would come home and I would study and I would do all my work and read all my books for all my classes. I you was actually, actually read your books for yeah, the classes you were in? I did. But like, because you had to, like, <laughs> I didn't. Well, I also like, I had to maintain like in, in university, I had to make sure I maintained my good grades so mm-hmm. I could get where I wanted to go. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I do that and I make sure all that was done. And then after that was done, then I would read all my, like all my film books. 
Right. So I would like, you know, and, and I would do that. And, and when I was reading the film books, that wasn't work to me. That was like just pure curiosity. I just wanted to like take as much that in. Mm-hmm. And so like, um, you know, if you're working like a job and you're going full course load to university and you're playing sports and all this stuff, it's, you know, it's your body is just your mind. Everything's being, you know, full, uh, every cylinder is going. So like having a nap, it's just like, just becomes something you do. You know, you just go, okay, I'm going to lay my head down for 15 minutes of boom, you're back up and you're going again. Cause you just, you need those little like recharges, you know? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, um, like, um, like sometimes like I've done, uh, I've done broadcasts on here where I've done a seven hour broadcast and, and I've looked at myself on pocket live. On pocket live. Oh my God. I know. And you're slowly watching you yourself deteriorate. I'm slowly watching myself yeah. deteriorate on camera. Oh my, yeah. my eyes are getting like darker. I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking like they're a little more red. My hair, like I'm not even touching it is somehow getting more messed up. Like it's like so weird. Right. But like, I'm like, and then like, I'm like, okay, everybody like, and people are talking like, cause usually after you run, like, uh, by the way, if you ever run a pocket live for like four know, hours, yeah, that's my max. Well, once you hit, and I only, I wanted to do three hours and people are like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go by. And they're like, no, no, I'm still yeah, on. I'm no, like, exactly. are you kidding exactly. me? Yeah, you I've been on for three <laughs> hours. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I went on for four. I did yoga. I was like doing meditation. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. After you hang on for a while, then people start to open up a little bit more. Conversations start going. And so then we'll be talking or whatever. And then anyway, you're, you're, you're kind of in the middle of conversation and then, you know, naturally like any conversation, things will hit an ebb and a flow. And so then I'll, well, you know, you hit that like ebb moment. Right. And you'll be like, okay guys, peace out. And then you, you'll I'm start the, again. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, yeah. whatever I do, I'll come back, but I need to go get some food. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to like just But you leave, you go and leave. No, no, like food? I'll stop the broadcast and I'll schedule another one and then people oh, will I jump see. back on, which is really awesome. But yeah, but like, you know, you need those. Okay, little... so it wasn't technically. No, no, I've continuous. done seven hours in a row, stopped, and done like another like three or four. So you were doing you did not I've go to the bathroom like, in I've... seven hours? Yeah. No. No, I'm not kidding. You can even watch it. It's still posted on my on my broadcast. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, I like, won't be doing that. When, uh, I yeah. need bathroom breaks. I don't know. I guess I have like a bladder of steel or something. You do. <laughs> you need is just like a little like something that you can like pop up on the screen, like a little thing and like some music. It's like bum 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 bum. While you like take a quick little break. Yeah, yeah totally. Get back with me. Yeah, it's like yeah, like one of those signs or whatever too. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's I love like how back you, in thirty. Yeah. I love how your your works. world though revolves around peeing. Like that was your. Well, I have like two. Your I have water is set and, up around and tea. Day. Yeah. And tea. So I'm just letting you guys know. But you made yeah. four hours without peeing. So that's no, that's good. no. You guys want to know a secret? Oh. Okay, I'll tell you a secret. You were peeing while you had them on. Yeah. No, but I didn't. Ah, I didn't bring I them love with it. me. No. Okay, I'll tell you a secret. Okay. So I left my because I was editing. I was video editing. And I left my, I was like, let's watch it over. I set my oh, uh, camera smart. in front of the replay and I ran to the bathroom. That's <laughs> and smart. I ran back. There you go. Thinker right here. So, so <laughs> you've been video editing, you've been journalism, you've been in like the corporate world, you know, you've probably like been a gun smuggler yeah, in the yeah, Middle yeah. East. You, Drug meal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, crab fisherman or something <laughs> like that. Fisherwoman. <laughs> Fisherwoman. Fisher, how dare you? Fisherwoman. <laughs> so like, what's, so let's, let's, uh, let's maybe just shift gears. Not that this hasn't been, uh, absolutely wonderful. Riveting. Riveting. Been going on. Riveting. What's your, so like, what's your, 
What's your big thing that gets you out of bed right now? My big thing that gets me out of bed? I am, okay, you want to hear? I'm writing a novel. Well, actually, I've I've written it. It's written. Okay. It has has been written. It has been written. (laughs) The gods have spoken. Pen to paper. No, no, I typed it. But, Okay. okay, so I've written two novels. Well, no, neither great. are edited. Yeah. They have been sitting in my word, just like you got miserable. backup copies? You save oh, them yeah, on the yeah. cloud? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. That's well, there's sure. no cloud. I put them in Google Drive. But okay, that's yeah, a cloud. That's cloud. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it is horrible. I am trying to edit them. It is tough. I bet. It is tough. So, for when I was writing them, I did, um, you know, 2,000 words a day minimum kind yeah. of thing. Hammered them out very quickly. How, how long? Um, I think it took me three months, three and a half months for each one. And how many pages are they each? Well, you can do the math. <laughs> I did about, like, at least 2,000 words a day. Yeah, three and a half months. But, um, yeah, that's, you know, that's I don't great. know. I that's don't have like, in front of me right now. I think now, that's, but. like, six or eight pages. I think it's eight pages. I think it's, what is it, 500 pages? Because it's page? novel. It's not screenwriting, right? Yeah, yeah. So the words yeah, yeah. take up. There's only 18,000 words in a screenplay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I think it's uh it's like something like hundred and eighty thousand in in your average novel. So. No, that's for like um like Lord of the Rings. Mine's more <laughs> like, maybe it's, that's a maybe big it's one. like a hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. So mine's like young adults, so when I cut it all down it'll okay. probably be about like sixty thousand to eighty thousand. You know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. But fantasy's a bit longer. Right. It's more like Okay, okay. But yeah. But you've written them. They're written. That's yeah. They're sitting there. Yeah. 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 But editing is very hard, so I'm going through... It's so hard. (laughs) I just don't like it. I think that's what it is. I can't motivate myself. For writing, it's very easy. It's like, I'm creative, and like, you know, I'm like reading the artist's way, and I'm like, oh, morning... You know, I did my morning pages at night, and, and then I would write my actual content for my novel. But for editing, it's like I cannot motivate myself, and it is my goal for this year. That's the name of this podcast. We're circling back to it. Yeah, this is a goal goal I have for this year to finally finish both of them. It's a series, Um, and then there's going to be more. Well, you know, one of the things from the artist's way, yeah, and and Julia Cameron, her words of wisdom and stuff. I because I did. I did it as the full program right. like a number of years ago. I would like to do he's it. A, he's a weirdo. Right? I, yeah. He's a weirdo. <laughs> wait, like to, wait, what was the He woke full up program? in the morning. And I know. You're <laughs> not a morning person. You actually while, I actually did do in it in the mornings. Yeah. 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 Um, and now I still do do them, but now it's just like whenever at some point in the day I do it. Yeah. yeah. Like because my schedule changes, changes like yeah. throughout the week, so it's like some days it's like. It's not going to happen in the morning. It happens in the afternoon or in the evening, and other days it, ha- it does actually happen in the morning. But um, there is, and I don't remember where she says it in here, but, uh, and it's something that I had adopted when I wrote my first screenplay, mm-hmm. which was um, kind of setting up like a little bit of a romance and ritual mm-hmm. to whatever, like before mm-hmm. you're about to start writing or yeah. before you're sp- about to start doing it. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, that can be, I don't know, like having like a little, like, like lighting a candle or something like next to you having like a little spot, like a chair, oh, yeah. you create a, like, you know, yeah, you have a little dead. space where you do right. it, you know, like maybe you like, you pour yourself like, you know, tea. a cup of tea right before Vodka. you begin, you know. Shots. Yeah, you have a you have a sweater or something or a blanket. I don't even drink that much. Yeah, but you just you start that that ritual, you start that process, and yeah. there's actually psychologically 
it, it does do something for us. Like when you, mm-hmm. especially if you stick to doing that sort of ritual, which when you create a ritual for yourself before you start on your creative process, mm-hmm. like that ritual should all be something that is very sort of comforting mm-hmm. and loving and I need something that, that for like, editing. Yeah. It's so maybe you just need so to come treacherous. up with some sort of a ritual for yourself that you do before you start the editing process, because then you start mm. doing these like little acts of love for yourself and then you're geared up for it, right? Yeah. You're, you're ready maybe. for it. See, for me, this is what I have. This is the, the level I'm at now. So yeah. before I've done a lot of pr- procrastination about the editing, it has sat for like maybe almost two years now. Yeah. Like I finished it fast, but it yeah, has just you. sat. And I'll go to it, you know, maybe every few months and go like, oh, God, I don't even know. Well, yeah, if you take that long away, you're just staring at like more daunting. You look look at this document and you just like you see the title of this, like your book and you're just like, it's just you just feel this guilt wash over you. It's like, I still haven't done this. That's basically it. That's basically it. And I was, you know, I was still working in corporate communications before. So it was just like very draining to also hold down a corporate job and then also be doing this. But now I have more time because... No more corporate world. I have a theory. Yes. Oh, let's hear it. So I think what's happened is when you were writing and you were in a creative mode, Yes. you were writing 2000 words per day, which was a small amount to deal with. Yeah. So your goal was much bigger in a longer scheme, but every day, all you had to do was a little chunk. I did right much now. more than that though. Okay. It was very easy. All right. All right. Write. Don't yell at me. But, but that was my, <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. Okay. So you did much more than 2000, but you did your minimum of 2000, but whatever you did, you knew you had to do 2000 or more. Yeah. The same way with my writing, I do 30 minutes per day or more, right? It's always more. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, so you do that. And the thing is, is now you're, you're not looking at it in little chunks. It's this big, massive thing. So So when you look at it, it's not a day job anymore. It's a maybe potentially months, maybe weeks, mm, maybe yeah, years, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But now you're, you're, you're looking at something that's too big. It's like looking at a whole piece of steak and being like, you have to eat that in one bite. And you're like, yeah. And this nah. is the hard part because when yeah. I was writing it, I was doing it scene by scene, right. right? Whatever scene spoke to me, I didn't write it in a linear fashion. So, so I was like, that oh. way. so no, first I have to go through on a macro scale and then I'm going to do micro, but this, yeah, this is the, what I've come up with my system is I have come up with a plan. First, I'm going to write out all the plot points and then kind of decide which scene can be taken away. So I'm going to kind of shrink it down. Mm. Does that make any sense? (laughs) I'm basically going to title each chapter, know what's there. Do we want to scrap this just from like a very large like looking away from it. Do we like this scene? Cause like, you didn't outline your script. You, you wrote it a little bit more like moment to moment as you were writing it. I planned the actual plot and the entire series, oh, okay. but when I actually sat down to write it, different things came up. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That happens so, for me a lot yeah. of screenwriting and yeah. stuff too. But it basically, it follows exactly, you know, it starts and it ends and then, yeah. you know, the important points are all there, right. but the rest is just kind of, <laughs> it starts and it ends and it's got some important <laughs> points. It, it, it started this where story it was supposed to start. <laughs> it ended where it was supposed to end. What do you want from me? <laughs> it's a story. Like we know what a story is. Come on. Please. I don't know what the fuck happened in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there are some ugly plot holes in the middle yeah. that I need to work on. Just, I'm basically just going to cut them out or completely rewrite them, but I like my pivotal scenes a okay. lot, and yeah. I will keep those. Like, my beginning and my end and yeah. my climax, but the rest is like, ah! 
like, what was I doing? Totally. Those were the days where I was like, oh, just write down 2,000 words. Yeah. And it's very clear, you know, which days it's like, oh, you know, come on, just one more word. <laughs> versus, like, the other days where it was like, oh, it's just flowing, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very easy to see yeah. that when I'm editing. I'm That's like, the hardest thing about being a writer. I mean, especially, like, uh, with the screenwriting thing, it's like, you know, just those days when you, when you're just writing because you have to get pages done, Yeah. but you do it and, and it's really important you do it because it builds that it discipline. It is important, yeah. But those, you always want to be in those days of flow and when you're not in those days of flow or those times of flow, you're just kind of like, man, I should be, but you, you know, you, you, if you can write when it's, when you're not in flow and it's the hardest time, mm-hmm. then we're in flow. Then you're really in yeah. flow, I find. Yeah. yeah. Well, we talked, uh, uh, recently on one of our latest podcasts about like, there. about <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. just be a featured guest all the time. Well, I mean, now. Okay. <laughs> we, we talked about it. Like, you know, we used the metaphor of, of, you know, you're going on a hike, right? Like, it's just like, you know, yeah. you're, <laughs> no, you don't like the hike. You know, well, I like the gentle hike. She's though. one of those. And sometimes you, know, you, you hit. These, I don't like camping either. Points on Unless the hike. Unless it's at so. a five-star hotel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> but it's like if you think of like you know writing you know a script, writing a story mm-hmm. as like going on like a, a journey. Hike, Can right? we say journey? I'm gonna say journey in my head so I don't imagine like yeah, sweating right. you, going you, you up. Well, like, there's not there's walk. there's I don't know if we're gonna be able to avoid this too much <laughs> yeah. because sorry you're gonna have to deal with yeah we're gonna have to deal with the hike because eventually you get you know like there are your your places which are nice like little valleys oh, okay. and straight paths right but you hit points where really? suddenly like, there's like a big ascent yeah right like you got a big incline to do or something and you know you're when we do that in our lives when you're on a hike you you just accept the fact that it's like oh okay i've got to go up this hill i'm probably gonna have to pace myself this is gonna take some time right yeah Right. But we don't treat our, our creative process that way where we hit a point. It's like, Oh, I've hit this hill. And we're like, but I just want to blast through it. You know, you just want to like do it. Like a detour, you want it to be a smooth. fast detour. Yeah. You yeah. want it to be that continued flow. And it's like, well, no, this isn't going to be flow at this point. So maybe just reset your expectation for this day a little mm-hmm. bit. Still do, still mm-hmm. do it. Like do yeah. the work, mm-hmm. but change what you think is supposed to happen you know what's you know what's really funny too is like just to take our little hike <laughs> thing further um that's why do yoga BC. Yeah. like this is all we do in here BC, i grew up in australia i'm from like alberta beach land to hike in i hear no and uh no yeah. you go swimming in no. a pool you go swimming yeah you don't want to get a spider on you you go s- oh you definitely do get spiders on you that yeah. is unavoidable yeah you get tough about that. But anyway, so when you're on a descent too, like I think mm. that flow, like flow is when everything's kind of nice and balanced and it all just kind Fun. of works, right? Fun. And but like you can get on a massive descent in a hike too. And that can be just as hard. It can be yeah. even harder. Hard on your and, knees. And yeah. And so I think sometimes, but like in, if we relate this analogy to life, sometimes you look at something and you're like, oh, it's all downhill. It's going to be so easy. And then we think that something's going to be so easy that yeah. it's actually hard. 
You know what I mean? And I think sometimes we need to give ourselves a break too on that side of things. It's like, this should be easy. And it's like, well, maybe it isn't as easy as you made it out to be just because yeah. it's like downhill, you know? There's a great, yeah. great quote and it said, treat easy things like they're hard and hard things like they're easy. Mm. So maybe that's what I will do for the editing because I think it's very hard. Yeah. So I'm going to pretend that I'm, I'm going to trick myself. Mind up. hack yourself. So yeah. easy. Everything just is gonna, just going like, to uh... put this together and have it flow. Yeah. No, everything is just like, I think that most of our obstacles are all just our perceptions. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's all I actually need in order to give myself that push to like get something done or to continue on. Is he going to pee? I think he's getting more beer. More beer. Um, And which we'll introduce soon. Here, give me your bottle there, buddy. All right. All right. Just like, uh, not a full one. All right. Not a full one. They're just getting Um, drunk. But sometimes just the knowledge that like the thing, just knowing that the thing that is preventing me from, from doing this thing Mm -hmm. is fear is purely fear. My perception. Yeah. It's fear, but that's still all part of it. It's just perception. (laughs) I thought you would pour that a little bit aggressively. Yeah. I was a little hard on it. Uh, The beer is everywhere, (laughs) but it's not on me. So I'm happy. I did pretty good there. I think it's just on a bottle. Whatever. Did you get some in the tea? You can have tea with a little. No, no, that's your tea. You do your tea. Um, yeah, go on, Kevin. Um, yeah, it's true. It is. But yeah, just, just being like, you know, sometimes I don't know necessarily what it is, what that fear exactly is for me to address it and go into it and say, all right, well, what's this, this thing all about basically, but just being able to go, it's like, all right, this thing, like I'm, I'm resisting doing this. I'm, I'm, you know, procrastinating and putting this off and I know that I want to do this. I know I want to get this done. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is that's stopping me, but I know that it's just some sort of a perception error that I have. Yeah. On this whole thing. And sometimes it's like, Oh, okay. So I'm just seeing this up, seeing this in a fucked up light. Mm. And I don't know what that is, but I know that that's the reason, you know, on a very broad basis. Mm. And then that can sometimes just be all I need to get myself over the hump is just being aware that it's just some bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) It's just my own bullshit. It's yourself holding you back. Totally. And we're, we're our own greatest obstacle. You know what? Let's okay. So let's tie this all back to kind of what our topic was about dreams and goals. Dreams, dreams and goals. <laughs> How you liking that beer, sir? <laughs> you want to talk about it? Yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's talk about this beer for a quick second. Yeah, just poured some more. You just, I guess, will have to be quiet. And because you um, didn't have what? One. Never. <laughs> you never. Simon you want to try it? You want to taste? No, no, I'm fine. I don't drink beer. I've been in many beer commercials, but I don't drink beer. <laughs> well, don't tell the beer company. I'll stick that in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you brew this? We're Is this why we're... <laughs> Everyone buy! <laughs> Everyone buy their beer! I think that's what they want. Yeah. If you were on her channel, by the way. If you're on the mass channel. Way cooler now. I don't know if it worked that way over there. No, I don't, I don't think know. so. No, no, I don't think Didn't it Didn't look as good. Um, um, <clears throat> oh yeah, so I guess I gotta talk about it, because I, I got the beer today. You did. Um, this is from Main Street Brewing Company. But before you tell us what it is, we should talk about how it tastes. Because we always smells like beer. Yeah, you know what? I wanted I want to hear what you think about this one first. Okay, because so, I so was I'm uh, kinda getting Saison. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, let me just give it a hints of honey. <laughs> with hints of honey. It has a cow great, breath. A great cow breath. Feel. Yeah. <laughs> honey and hints of cow breath. Yes. Hmm. Right? Yes, yes. I, I'm getting that. Yes, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm smelling the I'm cow breath. Yes. Just mm-hmm. being here. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, grass fed. Grass fed cow. Now I'm actually tasting cow, cow breath. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that tastes like. Um, uh, yeah, it smells a little funny. But <laughs> it smells like no, but I, every I mean, other beer I've ever smelled. Um, to be no, honest, it's different than that. It's uh, but it, I'm, I'm I def- don't drink I'm, beer at all. I'm definitely getting saison, but and I usually am not a big fan of like the kind of like saison uh, that kind of wine taste. But um, this one's actually pretty good. I mean, I'm on my second glass of it, so I must be enjoying it. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily. Not, you could just want wanting to be getting a buzz. Well. <laughs> Maybe well, that's true too. Huh? <laughs> you know what? I started at the beginning, and I know where this went. I don't care what happens in the middle. <laughs> don't edit me. Some things happen. <laughs> um, if you were here earlier, you would understand what we were talking about. Um, for those live folks. Um, but uh, anyway, um, yeah, no, it tastes pretty good. It's it's uh, it's good. I wouldn't usually go for a saison, but I actually find I like this one. Yeah, yeah, you are uh, dead on. This is a um, one of their rotators over at Main Street Brewing, um, <laughs> and this is. Uh, I'm this pretending to gag myself while they talk about beer. Yeah, and this is a uh, tart rye saison. And when I saw it, I was oh. like, "Ooh, I know that I know that Brandon is not a big fan of like the the sours, but we haven't had it, so I'm like, well, I've got to have a taster of it." And yeah. it was actually. I'm like, oh, this actually isn't all that sour. And uh, the the girl there was just saying, like, yeah, like, the rye in it um, actually kind of helps to, like, round out the tartness of it, the sourness of it. Um, you know what I sense. like that sour? Sour yeah. Patch Kids. Segway! Back to candy. No? Segway back to candy. When were we talking about candy? When were we talking about candy? I do, though, frequently. Um, oh, Okay. But uh, I think it is. No, I was just gonna say is that must be the rye. It must be the rye part of it that makes hops. it. Yeah. It's the hops. It's the hops. I know hops is in beer, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep, that is an essential yeah. component. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Anyhow, we'll, we'll move along. We'll move on. It, but uh, but thanks, yeah, it's Main good. Street. You it's did good. a pretty good job. Oh, did they give it to you for free? No. No. Oh, well then why? What is this? Well, okay. So there's a history to how this podcast began. Which, by the way, for all of you... Drinking the beer at Main Street. Not no, at no, Main no, Street, no, not at Main Street. So for all of our new um, uh, people who are on on our live channel, we're doing... Or we're actually, listening to the podcast for the first time. We're listening time. to the podcast, but you've probably been listening for a bit. But either way, we've, uh, we, um, we basically... We're doing a podcast right now, recording it live as well. So anyway, um, when we started this podcast... Evan and I were writing, uh, we were writing a screenplay. We've written a few screenplays together and we were writing a screenplay and we would get together and we would basically, um, you know, we'd have, a, we have a beer, we'd chat a little bit about our lives and kind of what we were working on as artists and what we were struggling with. And we'd end up having these like really great talks for like, you know, about an hour, sometimes it'd be half an hour, sometimes it'd be like an hour and a half. Right. And we have these great talks and we're like, man, be good if we had that recorded, you know, just so you could hear back some of the stuff we said. And this idea of a podcast came, but we were like, mostly just thinking like, let's just do the podcast just for us, just because it'd be good to record ourselves having these conversations. Here's the muse. Yeah. And so then, uh, and then we kind of went down the road of like, well, if we actually put a podcast together, we started doing this, what would it take? And so, um, so it all kind of started in these like local craft breweries mostly in actually in 33 acres where we kind of would meet. Right. And so, and then, 
after we started the podcast, we were like, well, why don't we just keep doing the beer thing? We'll just keep having a beer and we'll try a different beer for oh, every so podcast. Oh, so I ruined your thing because you always drink no, beer. No, it's fine. There's been You not, didn't ruin anything. We've had other... <laughs> you You cannot ruin this. It's all right. <laughs> we've had other guests who have ruined it as well yeah. with the drinking yeah. beer. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, don't so don't nice. let her feel special. It's yeah. So nice. <laughs> she doesn't like hiking. She doesn't like beer. <laughs> Sarsly. Yeah, Sarsly. <laughs> Sarsly, baby. So yeah. So anyway, so we have we've we've Beers had we this is our Mine ninety is this is our ninety fourth different beer we've tasted on this podcast because there's our ninety fourth. Oh, podcast. I see, I see. So we always do a beer, and so for our, you know people who like local craft breweries. It's good, and it also supports our local craft breweries who are here. And uh, my friend is starting a brewery down in Texas. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll end up in Texas, Texas. one day. Josh Gidry, shout out to him. Yeah. yeah. What's his brewery? Um, I don't know what the name of we'll it. I think he together, just Josh. bought. He just bought. He just bought the um, <laughs> space. Okay. Right. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Just putting it together. Putting yeah. It eventually, together. we want to do a West Coast tour. You know, we're gonna go down the West Coast, maybe, and like just do all the breweries all the way down or something. Yeah. Yeah. How far down? Who knows? How far? Like, mm, how I don't far are we gonna, are we gonna hit Tijuana? I think we call ahead on these beer companies. We have a massive following and we say, listen, we're going to come down. We'd like you guys to like give us beer and like, we'll talk about your beer and we'll do all that. The beanie pod, the beer and a bug, remember? How's the beer? The B and E podcast beer tour. Yeah. The beer tour. Yeah. You guys are trying to get free beer. I'm trying to get free clothes. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, you know, I mean, if you're going to do a podcast and, uh, and you grow a good audience. Well, not can, a podcast. No, but like anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, YouTube. And you, and Check you out my YouTube help, channel. You can Send help like connect um, people and companies and you become a resource. Then why not? Yeah, like, yeah why exactly. Not it's share. a goal. Yeah. A I've dream and a goal. Received, a dream and a goal. I've yeah. already received free clothes from shoots. But yes, I just want more. Right. Yeah. Well, right. More is better. If we can help you um, get more shoes, um, who's ever out there listening to this <laughs> podcast, shoes. send me shoes. Yeah. I, I've always tried to get, get like box. I've I've rarely got to keep clothes from shoots that I've done. I've really wanted like the suit that I um, on Smallville when yeah. I was on Smallville for a few seasons. It was uh, like because I was always in a suit of right. some kind, almost always. And um, the show had actually had sponsorship from Hugo Boss. Oh wow! So like. It was just like a whole, whenever I do a wardrobe fitting, it was just like, they're just like throwing like Hugo Boss suits on me. And I was just like, oh God, just let me have one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyhow. Well, these little artist things we do, you know, every time we get, we do get benefits. I mean, uh, Big Rock threw us, uh, 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 they actually gave us a growler and a, and a free fill for one of our podcasts. Yeah. And that was before we were really anybody. We're like, I mean, now I don't we're even know if we'd gone live at that point. Yeah. We hadn't even gone live. So it was just cool that they did that. So I, I think in the future, you know, more cool little things will come along. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Anyway. Um, so goals and dreams back to this goals and dreams, your goal to have more beer, my goal to have a bigger closet. Mm-hmm. Is, yep. it a, is it a goal or is it a dream? <laughs> it's a goal. So and what it's makes already it, on its way. So, so like what makes a goal? I think what makes a goal is you have uh, a specific, clear, accomplishable thing you can actually do. That's what no, I don't think it necessarily has to be. Well, who's to say it's realistic, anyways? No, I'm not saying it needs to be realistic. I, you need to you need, you need to know if you actually got it or not. 
Oh yeah, like of you course. can't be like I want. So that's measurable, is what it I'm has to be measurable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, okay, measurable. Yeah. Okay, so it has to be measurable. Mm-hmm. So it has to be clear, specific, and measurable. Right. Right. Yeah. Then it has to have a plan of action. Right. It also has or to. Or it have, should. Yeah. Because some people don't. They're not very good at goal setting. They just don't have a plan. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. Trying, I'm trying to, you okay. know, I'm, as I'm helping, like, <laughs> I'm helping myself you. as much as I'm helping all Yeah, everyone. yeah, me too. Okay. I need this Clearly. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I I have finished two novels. <laughs> How are those going, by the way? Yeah, no, they're not. Uh, so, so, um, so, okay, so it needs, to, it needs to be clear, specific, measurable. It needs to have a deadline so you're accountable. You need to have a plan of action to get it, and you need to know why you want it so that you can connect to the feeling that you mm, were talking yeah, about yeah. earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing you mentioned is that you don't want it to be too pie in the sky. It needs to be small enough so that you actually believe it's possible for you to achieve, but big enough so that it pushes you reach. beyond yeah. where you are right now. So that's what a goal is. So then I think like a dream what's a dream? Let's just, let's, let's determine, let's like figure this out. A dream seems like to me, like something is like an idea. It's a vision. It's a vision. It's yeah. uh, it's, 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 it's part of your imagination. It's uh, what, like, what is it? It's know. not measurable. It's not really a plan. It's just like, Oh, I have this idea. This, that would be so cool. It's more like an idea that comes to you like, Oh, that'd be a great dream. Cause I think in order to have a goal, it has to have some sort of measurable quality to it and trying to be accomplishing something dream could just be a vision well you know mm-hmm. so one of my some romanticized idea and sentiment even yeah that it's, can a, be, yeah, it's a, a romanticized idea right i remember a, a, a friend saying like something like um he had this really big dream it was like oh, i was on stage with this person or whatever it's like it's like okay well you know it's like it's going to happen it's like well okay so how's that going to happen you know, but they didn't have the plan. They didn't have anything. It was like, no, I just dreamed it. It's, so it's going to be because I believe it well. And I think like, there's a lot of that, that people do that. that and I've done it, you know, where it's yeah. like, I just hope it will happen. I hope everything will work out. And I think what happens and the reason why we do that, I think is because every once in a while, have you guys ever had something where like, I just really hope this works out and mm-hmm. it does. And you're like, Maybe I can just do that all the time. Mm-hmm. You didn't really well, apply I think, yourself. I think yeah. having intention is very important. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. Yeah, yeah. As it's it's, but it that's like just the first inception phase of it. You know, right. like it is an important part, but it's not the only. It's part. not the only yeah. part. But I also think like I think dream is important too because like if you don't have a dream, when you think about a small measurable goal, what's the point of doing a smaller measurable goal? If you don't have a greater vision and a dream and a purpose that you're trying to Mm -hmm. fulfill, like, like if it's just like, I want to get this sports car, but you don't even know, like, like, like what your life will look like with that sports Mm -hmm. car. You don't have any or whatever you want to book this role. You want to do whatever. Like if you, if you're not connected to the greater vision of where that leads you, then what's the point of even having the goal? So I think what the, what I think a dream or a vision does is it gives you like fuel. It gives you that like enough to kind of energize yourself to kind of go on. And it gives you that intention, which is like a a greater direction than just the goal. Like, like I have a series of goals set right now where like, um, like for example, Evan and I are producing a film in May 3rd. And I also have another film, which it looks like it's going to be October 23rd. The dates are slowly getting locked in. 
but we have a series of goals to accomplish. And when I look at our series of goals, I'm like, this seems doable. Mm-hmm. But when I look at like, okay, we got to make this movie by October 3rd. I'm a little bit like, Overwhelmed. Oh my God, there's yeah. so much to do. But when I look at like, okay, we just got to get this script or we got to lock in this idea yeah, for development. And then once that happens, the writer's going to move on and then we're going to, we're going to do that. Okay, great. Like when we look at the smaller goals, but like, just getting a concept done to me is not very like, it doesn't fulfill me. I do that all the time. But when I see that concept will plant a seed to get this movie done, then I get super motivated to do that. So I think it, what a dream or a vision does is helps us to do the smaller thing. I think it's the first point though. Yeah. Nothing I think so is too. there without the dream. Without so, the dream. So it starts with the dream. Yeah, it starts the, with yeah. the dream. Yeah. And then the yeah. dream, maybe the dream becomes a vision once you start making it more in reality. Mm-hmm. Like once you start sit, setting a series of goals to make the dream become more of a vision. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because then you become a visionary as opposed to like a dreamer. Cause when right. I think of a dreamer, I think of someone who has big hopes and aspirations, but never achieves them. Yeah. But when I think and of a visionary, they never get off the couch. Exactly. Yeah, they're not trying to either. Yeah. yeah. But when I think of a visionary, I think of someone who actually goes out there and tries to do things way beyond their means, but they mm. actually try to do them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I've heard that it's like after you've set, you know, the, when you've, when you, when you have your vision, when you have your why, you have your dream, is then, and you believe in it, right? Right. You believe it's going to happen. It's then you go about your life as if it's already it's, happened, as if it's already happened yeah. or as if or it is going to, to, yeah. to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's still an active process. You know, there's, right. um, I know you didn't like it very much, but, uh, there's, what did you um, like? there's this, uh, <laughs> show that went up on Netflix called Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Okay. In all fairness, I only watched the first episode and I thought the detective was annoying. Oh. Maybe, it gets, is, maybe it gets better. Maybe it gets better. But it's, so far, I, I, I it, it was like, eh, it was okay, but I didn't, I, I found him kind of annoying. I think you should stick with it. Okay, maybe I'll look at it. Okay, but go on. Tell me your story. But like, kind of like, <laughs> a lot of the premise of it is, you know, this detective, he goes about it in a very different way. Like, he's basically very good at following, like, the movements of, like, not coincidence, but serendipity, mm. essentially. Okay. It's just, mm. like, the fact that, like, every single thing, it, it didn't go as, like, he would expect, but he'd be like, oh, wow, like, he met this person, or, like, this thing happened, and it was important for some reason that it happened, and it would and it would ultimately lead to him solving the case, right? right. And so he was just aware of following this shit that seems so random mm-hmm. and because he recognized that it isn't random, right? right. I really like that concept. That I, everything I think, isn't random and yeah. that everyone, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. You, you know, my, very nice. well, my dad, like he's a self-made millionaire. He started out as a logger and he eventually got into real estate and then he was a self-made millionaire. Wait, your, what did dad your dad was a in, beer? Yeah. No, what did your dad do in real estate? My dad's also in real estate oh, really? and also very successful. They, they, maybe they know each other. Oh, I don't, well, where is he based? Oh my God. I think my dad actually maybe hung out with your dad. What's your dad? Oh my name? God. Okay. So anyway, no. we'll get into that later. Um, so, um, but he, my he dad actually, could beat up your dad. <laughs> my dad probably couldn't beat up anyone's dad. <laughs> That's the difference between guys and their dads and girls and their dads <laughs> right there. Yeah. Um, you know, my dad would hire someone to yeah. beat up your dad. Oh, well, there you go. He's smart. That's way smarter. Actually. Yeah. Don't put myself in harm's way. Yeah. <laughs> your dad's more like a godfather. <laughs> Okay. So anyway, so, um, but anyway, so, and then even lost his fortune and built it back. But my point was that, um, about building it was, um, 
oh shit, it was what we were just talking about. And then you threw in your dad could beat up my dad. I totally <laughs> forgot. Oh no. My, okay. So he would always say to me, he's like, don't call things coincidence. Call it serendipity because you undermine the fact that these things might actually be connected and mean something. So can we go there? Do you Let's think, do it. Do you think that things happen for a reason? I personally do. Do you think everything is serendipity? Do you think that, you know, everything's planned before you arrive? Do you think that we have... Um, no, I don't think everything's planned before you arrive. I think you but set, then also, I think what happens is you yeah. set an intention in the world and you actually, cause when? literally, at what time do you send an intention? Is it <laughs> continuous well, I've or heard is it at people one point? say that it can happen super quick instantaneously mm. or it can take time. But if you think about it, they've actually, um, quantifiably measured that we actually direct literal energy. We can't Quantum see Quantum physics. Yeah. Oh, you're speaking to me. Okay. Preaching to the so choir. we actually literally, as human beings, we, we literally send out energy and they call it like, uh, there's a name for it. They, I think they even call it the God thing or something like that, but it's like we send out energy. So that is clearly happening all the time. We're right. always sending out energy. So if you have an intention and you believe in it and you're actively reminding of yourself and you're putting that out in the world all the time, it makes sense that you might be affecting things that you don't know. So in the whole roundabout connectedness of the world, it makes sense that that intention you put out in the world might eventually come back and, and confront you. So when you see it in front of you, you may have willed it way back before you know, and you actually put that thing in front of you. And so the serendipity, you might've even created it. Now you can look at it like maybe it was a divine God thing or a spirit thing or whatever. People can look at it in their own way, but even on a metaphysical level, there's a clearly an energy that's being transferred mm-hmm. between all of us. So clearly that's happening. So I do think that there is a serendipity to stuff it might not be like as spiritual or as, um, you know, uh, like godlike as we sometimes think of serendipity, mm-hmm. but regardless, I still think it's there. It'd be nice if, if, uh, I mean, if it was this real, like God given yeah, crazy no, it, thing, I mean, that'd be cool, but I, I don't know, you know? Yeah. I yeah. think there's a lot we don't know, but it's yeah. a nice idea, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I everything mean, I, lines up for us. Well, the thing is, is I think that when you approach the world in that way, then you be, you actually start to look for opportunities. The, the opportunities. Yeah. yeah like That's you actually so begin to try. Even if you don't believe in it, you still make it happen. Yeah, for exactly. Yeah. Like you can begin to look at the challenges, especially like the challenges and the struggles and say, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, like with a sense of curiosity, as opposed to bemoaning your circumstance and like what right. you've been dished out. And instead you go, it's like, okay, well, like this has happened. Why is this happened? This like, is giving what, me results. What is this? You know? What is this yeah. giving me? But in terms of this whole thing of serendipity, I mean, I think, yeah, like there are intentions and there are things that we're supposed to learn because I've experienced this in my own life where I keep... Story time? What's that? I want to hear a story. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 I want tell an us example. Well, I don't know if this is a specific story, but this is just like something that I've observed in my own life, mm-hmm. which is basically there are is something that I need to learn. Right. There is something that I don't even necessarily know what it is that I need to learn. Mm -hmm. And I've started to get better at picking up what it is that's going on because of having witnessed this in my life. Right. Is that I'll keep coming up against this thing. Right. And Mm -hmm. then I w- and I won't learn because this is typical of, of how, how we are, right? We're right. stubborn. Yeah. Like, we're yeah. all so, so fucking stubborn. Appearing. So it keeps appearing. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, and here's an opportunity to learn this lesson. And you go, Again. and you go, Oh no, no, no. Like, right. And you're just like, well, why does this keep happening? So eventually you've been confronted with it so many times and you go, 
shit, is it still this thing? Is it still you? Yeah. Totally. It is. Fuck. Okay, fuck. I get it. I get it now. All right. I get it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you're, and then it's over, right? Yeah. That sort of, but there's a serendipity in that way and it keeps presenting itself to you. I think it's up to you and how fast you're going to learn that, how mm-hmm. fast you're going to follow that serendipity, right? Mm. Because the things line up for you and you're not going to necessarily recognize or take those opportunities, but they'll keep presenting themselves to you until you become aware that they're presenting themselves to you. Mm -hmm. And then once you've done that one, then it's a new one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Another lesson for you. (laughs) (laughs) You made it to level three. Exactly. (laughs) Pretty much. That's exciting. That's like, that's terrific. Right. It's like, and it's, but for me, it's more so about like being, um, a willing and active participant in that, as opposed to being like just a person who's just, just like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I don't know why this shit keeps happening to me. I'm just being blown away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's the thing too, is I've noticed that for myself. It's like, if I have a challenge in my life that I keep avoiding, like when I get out of my bed or my stupor or whatever I'm doing to hide away from it and go back out in the world, I'm like, ah, fuck, like I wanted this thing to just be over, you know, Mm, but it's like the editing of my book. Yeah, totally. Please just edit yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, like in some of these things, like your book isn't going to edit itself. Right. And so like at a certain point, we just have to like face the music and deal with it and like, and get over it. And I think, um, you know, once you, once you do that, it's also extremely freeing because you know, like they say you'll repeat a problem. Like denial is no way to deal. Like Mm -hmm. you'll, you'll Mm -hmm. repeat a problem until you're done with it. But you're in a sense, you're trapped by it until you deal with it. And I think like when we're Mm -hmm. moving through life and we're just dealing with our challenges, we're confronting them on a daily basis. We don't feel confined. We just feel like, Oh, I got a challenge. Boom. Break through it. You're free. You know? But like when you have those challenges where you resist and you just deny, then you get trapped in like a loop of like, you're stuck in this place in your life for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until you finally learn it. Right. And then it's, you know, also I find too, is like when you get in that loop, um, stagnant place, it's really hard to achieve your goals because you need to accomplish that thing to achieve this goal. And that's why the world or the universe is putting it in front of you. Cause it's like, okay, you want this goal, deal with this thing. Yeah. And so you're like, but I don't want to deal with this thing, but I still want the goal. It's like, no, no, <laughs> you have to deal with the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to level up. <laughs> you got to level up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. No one's saying no. That's the thing, right? Yeah. No one is saying no. It's just like, it's like, yeah, but if you want to have this, you have to be ready for maybe the responsibility that comes with that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, there's just something personally that you need to mature mm-hmm. or just temper within yourself. Yeah. And I think also like, I think people who are goal orientated, they're willing to not feel good for a greater, for their, purpose, for yeah. a greater purpose. Oh, so and true. I think when people are not goal orientated and they just, they just kinda, focus on the present, they're like, <gasps> I just want to feel good right now. Yeah. You know? And uh, I've that's why they don't leave there right now. Cause right. they're, and I've been stuck in that in my, in my own life at times. I mean, I've, I think we all have where you get in that place where you just, you know, I think if we were all super goal orientated a hundred percent of the time, we would have like everything we ever wanted, but we get in places where we just want to feel good. We just want to be comfortable. And so we don't, we don't face our adversities. Right. And we just don't do the thing. And, and there's actually a book is, um, I forget his name, but it's the big, uh, the, the, 
Red Book of Sales or something like that. Um, I'll remember it in a moment, but he says, you already know what to do. The problem is, is you're not doing it. Wait, what is this book about? It's about sales or is it? It's about sales, but it's, it's a little bit about life too. It's, um, um, but he's, uh, he's a really great writer. He just kind of gets down to the point, but one of his quotes, which I'll, I'll remember his name in a minute, but it's, um, you already know what to do. That's so true. But you're just not doing it. What was I? I was reading. It was actually a relationship book. Oh yeah. It's what was his name? Harville Hendricks. Have you yeah, yeah. I've heard him? of Harville. Okay. Hendricks. Yeah, I think I've has, read one of his. He had. He's very good. Um, he has a meditation in there. Yeah. Just kind of plunked in the middle of it. He's very into you know spirituality and yeah. universe and all this sort of stuff. Um, and one of his meditations in there was like. You go to, I think you go sit by a stream and it's like, you already know the answer. And it's like, you're asking this animal, you know, that you envision, like, what is the answer? Mm-hmm. And it's really just your subconscious. Mm-hmm. Right. We all do know the answer, what yeah. we should be doing, how yeah. we can get somewhere if we're just still enough. Yeah. I've and heard That's it, a like, good point though. That is still enough. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we need to sometimes stop. We need to turn off the television, turn off everything. Like last night, I actually did that. I, d- I did a little bit of a meditation, which I don't do very much, but like I'm starting to do more. But it's late in my bed, and I literally kind of just shut everything off. And when you kind of like, and I couldn't sleep, but I think like it was it was a good opportunity to just kind of meditate. And it's crazy, like when you sit there and you're just silent and you're still and you allow mm-hmm. your 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 mind is processing. You see how quickly your mind is actually processing stuff. Like, and I, I'm, I, I wouldn't think that my mind is like any different than anyone else's. I think I was processing and then you work stuff out, you know? And yeah. that's the same with journaling as yeah, well. Totally. Journaling and morning pages. It's basically meditation. Right. Just oh, putting yeah. it on the page. Yeah. Meditation is just paying attention. Right. Essentially like really true. Yeah, yeah. Truly being present and paying attention to what it is that you're doing. Yeah. Um, so like, and so like that stillness and that meditation, I think what it can help us do is just to kind of go like, okay, like, you know, set an intention with it and like, you'll find an answer and then you'll find that answer and you go out and you apply it, Mm -hmm. you know, the the important part is you apply it, you apply it, not like, Oh, this is what I should be doing, but Oh, it's scary or Oh, it's uncomfortable or Oh, you know, I don't think I'm ready. Yeah. Another one of my favorite quotes is action turns knowledge to wisdom. Action turns knowledge to wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's usually the missing link I think is action for people. Yeah. I I think sometimes people get caught up in being busy, like, and they say that they're working, but they're just keeping themselves busy and and distracted and distracted. And that's not the same as action. Action is actually like a specific task doing something that you know will forward your goal. Conscious, focused. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what actual action is. Busy work, clearing and just kind of doing that stuff. That's just setting yourself up for a better stage for action. Is this a vision board? Yeah, it's a vision board. I can tell. I actually need to update it for 2017. (laughs) You've had that one for a while. Yeah, I've been meaning to update it. Um, I was just looking around this place here and I'm like, we're talking about intention and goal setting and I did think I just see his vision well, board. <laughs> you know what's funny is I was actually with that vision board, I was, there's, if you notice, there's um, a bunch of quotes on it and I was... I can't read them from here. Yeah, though. but I was rereading them like... And like, you're like, no, I don't agree with that one anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much the quotes, the quotes are good, and, but I was rereading them every mm-hmm. single day. Yeah. And it was actually really amazing that they I'm were curious what they say. <clears throat> My eyes aren't <laughs> get better eyes. I won't put it on your book. I feel like, well, no, it doesn't matter. Um, but like, uh, I, I'm them, a half open book, not them, full. 
one of them for my acting career was like roles are being written for me, you know, like roles are being written for me specifically or something like that. Right. So I say, I don't remember it. Oh, there's a cat. That's Charlie. Oh, Hi. he's been hiding. Hi, Kitty. Come here, hey, Charlie. Come here. Charlie senses that I like dogs. <laughs> he's like, there's a I, new, I can. He's like, there's a new person. He's a like, cat. what the heck? Yeah, she's. He, he, he was looking he, at me. Yeah. Charlie. He'll come around, don't worry. He's looking at me. He's like, why'd you let people into our house? Charlie, come <laughs> here. Um, so, anyway, yeah, so one of them was, uh, you know, um, like, for example, like, uh, you know, I want to buy a piece of real estate. So, like, my perfect place or my house or whatever is already being built, you know, or whatever it's, it's yeah. you know, and just writing that intention. What's, but anyway, um, for example, when I started doing the acting one, which the roles are being written for me, I booked more roles than I had ever booked in any year of my acting career. Really? And so it's really funny how this intention works. And I don't know what happens. I'm still trying to figure that out as to why. You're going to block the light, kitty. <laughs> <laughs> He's sneaking around. The, the cat's Look like walking around in front yeah. of the lights. Um, oh, he wants to scratch his paws. I keep, I keep yeah. quotes as well, though. Yeah. I, I put it, you know, you guys don't, you don't have a Mac, but, but I have a Mac and then you have that dashboard and you have, anyways, I have a bunch well, of little sticky notes and I always keep my favorite well, quotes good. there. Yeah. So I don't have a vision board per se. I have had one before, but mine is more digital and I just, I, I like, like words better than yours, yours is like very modern 21st yeah, century. So digital. The, yeah. key, the key with the vision board, like from, from what I've learned is, is you, you like the way it actually works and I, I, and when I was applying it properly is you actually like take some time and you look at it and you, you and you visualize how all these pieces fit in your life mm-hmm. and, and then I put quotes and I designed it a certain way those are things I actually wrote you like brunettes I like brunettes yeah there's some girls on there <laughs> hey, it's a complete like... vision board <laughs> Everything goes what on there. What else is there? I can't see. It's also black and white, most of it. Yeah. Um, I want to read the quotes. To me, quotes some, are the most important and thing. And there's some jacked Yeah, the, the quotes the quotes. Are the <laughs> they most resonate the most strongly with me just because yeah. I, I like writing. And I just well, like. yeah, and I mean, um, uh, basically, uh, so, so I would read those quotes every day and I would visualize and, um, you know, things were happening, like making more money, uh, booking more roles, just things were things were happening. I don't know what happens for me. And you have my agent. You're with, well, we, we oh. don't, maybe you don't want to say. Well, we can share. I we mean, can. Premier Talent. <laughs> yeah, Premier Talent. You're with Trudy? I didn't know that. No, we oh. talked about oh, yeah. this. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, <gasps> you're not with remember. Trudy. No, I'm not I'm with Trudy. Trudy, though. No, I'm not I love Trudy. Trudy. Um, but you're, we were with Premier. We're the yeah. same agency. Yeah, agency. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you said agent, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I, I don't know what happens, at, like, where where I get off track, but I stop reading it. I stop doing the visualization. And I think it's because I just don't make it easy enough for myself. But, like, they say what you should actually do with your vision board is you should pin it on your roof above where you What wake if it up. falls on you? I know. That's the reason why I haven't done it yet. <laughs> that's why I would never put yeah. anything right above. You, are you emotional? What's going on? Yeah, I'm just, I just yawned. Oh. So, you okay. know, you <laughs> I, I, I looked over at him. I'm like, oh my God. Like, is this what normally happens? happens? Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't no, know I just, my vision board story moved you so much. No, I'm fine, Brandon. I'm fine. I'm not crying. I'm not. Your vision board story has not sent me into a cathartic state. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, get over yourself. <laughs> yeah, he's like, man, I'm more moving than I thought. <laughs> I gotta start making more speeches. Yeah, I know. And vision boards. <laughs> yeah. Just 
talk to you about my vision board. Yeah. Oh my god. My cat's gonna cause trouble. I know. Um, Can I swoop her up? It's or a, him? It's, him? It's, Sorry. It's yeah. Sorry. He doesn't Sorry, really Charlie. like to be swooped too much. Yeah. You I can know, try it there, dogs. Charlie. Cut it out. Playing with the blinds. Yeah. You know, you know cats. Messing with the sound. His yeah. goal is to um, tear down the window, <coughs> Frank, maybe? No, you know, probably just to look outside. Yeah, he just wants to look outside. No. You know? Yeah, I was trying to segue. You guys oh. didn't even get it. I was trying to segue to goals. Oh. Yeah, segue back God. into goals. We've been we we did a little. You good guys thing. missed it. We did vision vision How serendipitous. <laughs> How serendipitous. Vision. So serendipity vision board. I think. The, <laughs> I think the thing Keywords is. Keywords just rolling out there. <laughs> Keywords. Yeah. Universe. Is, can we? Can someone write those everything. so they're searchable online? <laughs> goal setting. Yeah. Goal setting. Goal setting dreams. Um, hashtag. Hashtag. Yeah. Julia but Cameron, but, morning but, pages. Yeah, but vision board, like my, the artist way. You know, but I think the thing is, is like you can have a vision board. I remember, like, uh, um, you know, I had a, a few friends who had vision boards when I was younger, and um, what I can never understand with them was they would have these vision boards, but they wouldn't actualize anything. Like they wouldn't. Interesting. Really. They would never actualize them, huh. and I was like, "What kind of action are you taking towards that?" But like, I they was maybe like, didn't believe. Like, it. for example, I have a couple guys that are like on the fitness thing, right? So like, this was made a couple years ago, and and I'd say the guy on the right, my body got pretty close to that, or pretty pretty much was that. Yeah. The guy on the left, I like upped my game, and I'm like, maybe I can push to do that. You have I, to really cut down your oh, like fat. Oh my god, it was stuff. like extreme, like and it was hard. Yeah. And it basically it was just a, like I wasn't that as committed enough, but basically. I know the guys who look like that. They literally have cottage cheese and pineapple as like a snack every two hours. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be really intense. I know what you mean. Regimen. No, it's yeah. true. It's like oh, you're, you're, God. Yeah. and so <laughs> you're not having beer. Yeah, right. You're not having beer in podcasts, and and so. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, um, but I, but so I would measure my workouts. I would measure how many times I worked out. I would measure making sure that I was eating enough every day, like at the right times, eating the right things. And I would get closer and closer to the goal. Um, and then to try to bulk up like that guy is like, you know, just that, that amount of muscle for my body type, like what I would, I figured out, I actually learned what would I have to do to make this possible? And the extreme, it was like so extreme that I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to take that pitch down because I don't really want that <laughs> like, as you know bad as it takes to make that happen. Yeah. Because I don't like, want this enough to no. follow through. Yeah, exactly. it's intense. No, it is. Yeah, yeah. And, like at a certain point, like, like at a certain point, and I think that's the thing about a vision board, but until you actually measure it in the world and try to figure out, like, what would it take to actually make this happen, mm. it's still kind of a dream. It's still, you know, mm. it's still kind of out there. That's why I said, I, you know, I need to change a few things on that because, like, it's out of date now. Like, when I first made that... I didn't know what it took to have like that body. That's why I put two images up. I put one that was kind You're of like, mm, transition. In the yeah, somewhere <laughs> in the middle. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, as time went on, I learned more about how to actually make it happen. I think that's good though yeah. that you did that because in a way it kind of refined what goals you actually wanted to do. Totally. You know? Yeah. Because once you started getting into the goal setting and you know the implementation, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like actually, never mind. I want to keep drinking beer. <laughs> you know? Well, there was um yeah. so like uh, you know I didn't share this with you, but I've shared it on previous podcasts. But I went through a little period where I went through a little bit of a depression. You know, like I, um, the uh, the the woman I thought I was going to marry, the show I thought was going to make my career, all this stuff kind of just kind of fell apart. Um, certain friends who I thought were real friends maybe were not like as genuine as I thought. And so I went through this period of like, what the hell is my life? Like if, if I thought I built this life and it isn't what it, what I thought it was. 
And so going through that period made me reflect a lot on why I wanted certain things. And I think like when I was younger, I was a little bit more superficial. So like maybe having mm-hmm. the body, having the car mm-hmm. and having certain things in my career were more about appearance. How, appearance. Yeah. Now they're more about what do I want yeah, what as do a you person? Actually really want and to. so yeah. then that's why a lot of these goals, like there's certain things I look on that board. I'm like, I don't connect to that anymore. That isn't, that yeah. isn't me, Get out the but the big piles of money, I still connect to yeah, that, you're like, but not because, money? not because yeah. I want money because I want people to think I'm rich, but because I want yeah. to travel the world. Yeah. I want to make any film I of want to course. be able to make money. It's an avenue. Yeah, it's yeah. an avenue. Whatever you want yeah. to do. So, um, so, you know, things evolve, right? And so then as things evolve, but that's the important thing about a vision board. What's really cool is I've taken pictures of that so I can always have it so I can see that my vision evolves as I move along, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, smarter, wiser. Yeah, well, and like for different reasons. That, that great quote from Jim Carrey, I hope you get everything you ever wanted to hope that it's not what you wanted. Right. Right. Yeah. I haven't heard that, but Jim Carrey is very wise. I've yes. watched a few of his commencement speeches. Oh, his commencement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that one university yeah. was amazing. Yeah. yeah, that was really good. And yeah. he had that giant painting. Did you see that one? I didn't one? see that one, no. Oh, I don't even know what school it was. I think it was like a weird Zen school. I don't even know where he was. Yeah. Somewhere in the U.S. And he had this giant painting where he was like riding a unicorn or something. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys Jim, see that? No. <laughs> oh, that's it was awesome. a giant but, painting. I guess he, he paints for oh, his setting nice. intentions and all that kind of stuff. Oh, well, Jim great. Carrey, I mean, he's a guy who went through like a quite an, uh, an awakening experience of, of yeah. sorts, you know, and yeah, has I mean, like sort of really changed his approach to how he goes about his life now. Well, and he's, uh, you know, I relate to his story in certain ways because um, he he's experienced somewhat of extremes, way more extremes than I've experienced, I think. But, he, you know, at one point experiencing like homelessness all the way to experience making like 20 plus million a film mm-hmm. and being like literally the most famous comedian, arguably actor at the I time. I think he was, I think in at his sort of height of like his acting career, he yeah. was like the highest paid actor yeah, or he was amongst like the top, like oh, three yeah, for sure. and he might've been, I think he was the highest paid comedian, like yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think there was something and any, anyway, I mean, he, and, and so to see where he is now, you, you know, um, so I, I was watching a video and they were saying something like, yeah. Um, Jim Carrey says what you just said, that quote. Yeah. They're like, well, what is the quote? Can you repeat it? Just cause it's oh, so uh, I hope you get everything you ever wanted to realize it's not what you wanted. Yeah. Um, and so someone said, uh, someone said, well, people will sometimes say like, who's, well, who's Jim Carrey to say that he's already had it all, but it says, he's exactly the person you want to hear that from because he's had it all mm-hmm. so that, you know, like if I said it or, you know, I'm, you know, it's not going to carry any weight, but for him, because he achieved what he achieved for him to get up there and then say, look guys, I, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Make a fucking difference. <laughs> <laughs> then you can kind of go like, like, and maybe you don't trust them. Like maybe you're just so caught up in your own ego. But the thing is, is like, like I look at him and I go, you know what? I, I I've learned enough about his journey. I go, yeah, I believe you, you know? And then you start to look like, well, how is that maybe true? And then if you start to actually look for it, you can begin to, begin to see but yeah, it's, it's true, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, um, anyway, um, so, okay. So we're talking about goals and dreams and visions and all this stuff. So I think we just went on to kind of a topic of how, like, we might have a vision or a dream that's very immature when we first set it. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's something that needs to evolve 
as we and we need to start, realize that it's immature. Yes, we might think it's the be all and end yeah. all. Right, but sometimes we need to pursue it. Right, you know, we need to, to, pursue to get it. on the right like, path. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's all part uh, of the journey, uh, all part of the hike, right, yeah. guys? <laughs> yeah. All part of the hike. Another one of my favorite sort of minds of like the 20th century is Alan Watts, mm-hmm. and he said sometimes you need to follow something to its complete end, right? You need mm-hmm. to follow a trail just to just to have that realization of it's like, oh yeah, this isn't what I wanted, but mm-hmm. you wouldn't know that unless you went that way. Right. Or an, or if you hadn't at least started on that path, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have found the direction that you actually yeah, wanted to take. Yeah, maybe more opportunities come from taking yeah. that yeah. long Beca- Because path. we can't necessarily even entirely conceive mm-hmm. of what, you know, our our most sort of beautiful life could look like. Because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, from one of my favorite acting teachers, Larry Silverberg, like one of the things that he had instilled in us about just with our acting was that he says, like, if you've come in with like these ideas of what you think something looks like, it's contrived. Like, it, it, I don't care how, how you dress it, it's mm-hmm. contrived. Like mm-hmm. it's, so his whole idea was like, you need to open up to whatever's happening now and actually discover mm-hmm. what's actually happening, you right. know, what this thing actually looks like, but you have to get your own ideas of what that is out of the way. So you come in with something, but then you have to be open to the that changing yeah. and, the, and the experience because it's like, okay, yeah, that sets you on the path, but there's a part of it that's just kind of contrived. It's just a notion of what you think would be the best life that you want. And then you realize like, oh yeah, I actually, this is not really what I want to do, but mm. this is what I want to do. And you wouldn't have figured that out unless you would at least started on the path. Right. Yeah. And you know, there's another thing too, as I was going to say, is that I think, um, I think when at certain times in your life, certain things are more important than other things, your values shift. So like, um, you know, in, in your, like for me in my early part of my, um, just growing up and kind of like becoming a man, I suppose I was like, I have to have this acting film career. Mm. Like it just has to be this way. It has to look this way. Did you know why? I think I just wanted to prove everybody like wrong more than anything. Right. right? That was mostly where it was coming from. Then it it evolved a little bit more. Um, it was kind of a little bit of uh, like, I really did love it though. I really did enjoy it, but it was overshadowed by this uh, ego self of like, I need to, I need to prove everybody that I'm worthy or valuable or whatever. Right. But then it became more about like, um, you know, I don't really care what anyone else thinks of me. I, but like, would I still do this in spite of that? And I'm like, yeah, I actually really love filmmaking. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's, it's so much fun. And like, like, um, just like, for example, on my pocket live channel there, like, um, I was, you know, connecting with a few people about potentially doing like, like, um, stop motion Lego animation movies and people on Twitter, because I was talking about how I used to do it as a kid and people were like, that's cool. And I'm like, yeah, Hey, let's like, let's just do it. Cause like, I just want to do it. I'm not going to make any money from it probably, but I'm like, just do it I, like, you want to do I just want to do it. Yeah. Like it's what I would do if I was a kid, if money didn't matter, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think like, as that's why we, I wrote my book. Yeah. Yeah. I used to play with Barbies when I was a little kid and make up little scenes. Oh, nice. 
I felt like a hole. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what do you guys play with when you're a boy? Like, I actually Joe? had... Uh, or like cars and... Tra- I, I, I did G.I. Joe's, but my parents bought me these uh, toys that were basically... There was this cartoon called Cops. They were a little bigger than G.I. Joe's and yeah. totally movable. Yeah. They were kind of like a little mini action figure, but I would make stories with them like endlessly. And they all had little, like, and I didn't even honor, like, necessarily the cartoon. I just made up personalities for each of the characters. But yeah. they were, like, cops. Yeah, and they were basically yeah. cops and robbers. But they were cool enough characters that you could create any story you wanted with them, really, right? And, uh, yeah, and I think that's really where my kind of creative storytelling Yeah, uh, storytelling really started at a really young age for totally. me. I, would, I started writing in a journal, and I was like seven years old oh that's awesome you know yeah and then playing with barbies and then once it was like no longer cool to play with barbies i had this like dark period i was like me oh, too God, like, yeah they made me I give do? away my toys and i didn't want to because like you're too old to have toys but my toys were i look back at it i didn't mean to cut you off but my toys were um kind of they were my paintbrush you know yeah, oh, that was exactly. that was how i made my art because I, yeah. didn't, I didn't have another way to do it right yeah and mm-hmm. so i made movies with these action figures and i don't think like my parents and peers and stuff like really understood mm-hmm. that and so there was a dark period because i didn't it was like being a filmmaker without a camera or without actors without a set you, yeah. you just yeah. can't you can't do it anymore and so you feel empty right yeah yeah but i quickly transitioned was, to writing though i was like okay good. yeah and in some ways it's, <laughs> then you kind of go it's like well maybe it was important that your toys were taken away yes right well, mine were never taken I'd away like your a, parents you know, are so mean an adult playing with toys yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is still okay but yeah you know it's good to know. No, I cut myself off. No one yeah. told me, like, my parents were like, no, stop playing with Barbies. I just knew from, you know, society, yeah. like, my friends were no longer playing with Barbies. I was like, okay, I should probably stop. Yeah, I probably, <laughs> cut, I probably cut myself off mostly, too. I mean, it's just, you know, you get pressure. Like, no, let's be real. Your dad was, like, prying it out of your hands. You're like, no, daddy. <laughs> my dad wasn't even around. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. because I feel like I lost most of my toys when, like, my family moved oh yeah out from saskatchewan it's a good chance for them to get rid of them yeah it was like we got rid and i don't remember being super broken up about the whole thing because i always loved make-believe more than anything yeah you know like yeah i remember having some ninja turtles i know we had toys but i i make-believe was my my favorite thing to do i loved playing cops and robbers i loved playing karate kid but could you do that by yourself though you'd need other people no i usually need other people but the thing is is that i would still just go off and like imagine by myself like imagine myself in worlds i would um, do that too and you know like make myself the hero in like this story that was going on in my head yeah right and i grew up on like an acreage right so like there was all this like you know ground and stuff you know you could just run around and pretend to be and I, I had a brother who was always with me so it was yeah that hel- that's helpful I had a, and he's from Saskatchewan I'm from um, Saskatoon you're from Saskatoon Saskatoon as well yeah I'm from Vancouver just, uh, just a I'm boring Vancouver. Vancouver boy Penticton actually which is yeah. a nice little little town <laughs> yeah. don't <Maybe>. judge me <laughs> But I, yeah, great. Uh, I used to, uh, my friend Robbie and I, we actually created a game. We'd get together all the time and we'd actually enroll other kids into playing the game. Um, called, we called it Mac and Joe and he was Mac and I was Joe. And we were basically like playing out Miami vice stories. <laughs> <laughs> 
But we and we had to fight this guy Bluebeard, who was always like Bluebeard. That's because you know why? Because I drew a picture of like this is what our bad guy is, and, and I only and had, had a blue, blue pen. Beard. Oh, blue pen, Bluebeard. Bluebeard. So I'm like Bluebeard. That's his Perfect. name. <laughs> and so we had our cap guns. We'd pretend to shoot bad guys, and like you know, back then my parents had like the boat and sports cars and whatever. So I would be like, we'd hop in the sports car and pretend we were in a car chase and stuff, you know, and just be parked. But we, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. someone down the street had like a motorcycle, you know, yeah. you'd use the motorcycle. Like, oh, they're coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shooting at them and stuff like that. It was ridiculous. But you know, all that stuff, I mean, it actually helps play into like a creative career later. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it just shows that you are going to be on, like looking back, it's like, Obviously, Obviously, you're going yeah. to be an artist. Obviously, you're going to follow a creative path, whether it be acting or writing or mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. painting, yeah. <laughs> painting stories. I was going to say one other thing um, before we wrap it up, too, is we were talking about serendipity. And um, when I, I, I shared a little bit, I went through a little bit of a depression there, right? And my point was that um, during that point of depression I went through, I was like... How long ago was that, by the way? Uh, I'd say it was probably... I mean, I'd say it was about three years ago where it was like maybe two and a half where it was like really at its like hardest point. I went through kind of one earlier in my life, like around like, um, like right around my late teens, early twenties. Cause my friend got killed and, mm. uh, and uh, oh, that's very yeah, tough. it was tough. Um, but, um, and just, you know, whatever, there's some other things, but, um, basically, uh, yeah, I went through that and I, I kind of just hit this point of like, what's the point of anything? Like, right. what's the point of doing any of this stuff? And like mm-hmm. all the superficial goals basically that I ever had just kind of went away mm-hmm. because I, cause I started to realize that like none of it mattered. And I was like, what if everything was just chaos? Like what if, you know, that whole idea of chaos theory that nothing matters, that we are just like biological, like bits that have come together and, and have somehow figured out how to animate ourselves and we die and it's done and nothing means anything and nothing's connected. Like, that's why I have a friend who he gets nervous before like speeches or whatever presentations at work. And he'll think of like the universe, how the universe is so big, but it's like you said, for me to think the universe is so big, I don't get relaxed. I'm like, oh god, nothing matters. Like, who mm. cares how my presentation goes, right? Yeah. I just go into what you're saying, like, yeah. chaos theory. So I went into chaos theory, and I went into it deep in my, like, depressed state. And uh, and I was like, fuck. I was just like, this is horrible. Like, nothing means anything. Everything's pointless. And then I realized I was, um, you know, I was still working. I was still doing my stuff. And I realized that, like we tell stories to make sense out of chaos. But then I was like, I remember a, a philosophy teacher way back in the day, he said, if it actually empowers you to believe this story, why wouldn't you tell that story? If it actually helps you to live and experience your life the way you want to live and experience yeah. it, even if you don't know it's true. And then I started to go, you know what? I'm going to start telling an empowering story, not a disempowering one. Because I realized that if you don't tell a story, like if we, we quit, we can't exist in chaos. We, we actually can as human beings. Yeah. We will put someone in chaos. They'll tie events together. They'll make a pattern. They'll make up something. Yeah. We just do it. Right. So like, if we're making up story anyway, we might as well make up a great one. And then mm-hmm. the other thing that's too actually is, a, what they use in therapy. Oh really? Yeah. If someone yeah. went through a traumatic experience, they say, right. what was the story from it? Rewrite that story. That's yeah. amazing. Actually that's essentially it. what I did. Yeah. yeah. We did a Re- podcast recently called like, everybody's, a, story everybody's a storyteller. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it was inspired by a quote that I'd read that was, um, uh, after, uh, shelter, 
um, food and companionship, we most need story. Right. Yeah. And we're constantly telling ourselves a story of right. how our life used to be, how it is now, yeah. what it's going to be, who we are as a person. Yeah. Everything's a story. Yeah. And I think the thing is too, is like, um, our story today is not necessarily, um, like, like that, that's another thing too, is I've been learning. Cause I'm like, I feel like it's transition, right? Like, like once you go through a depression, you're, you're, it's a transitional period because the depression is like, you take everything, your life was high, right? You, you, you looked at it like this. You're like, Oh, I'm doing really well. Everything's going amazing. Like my life's all together. I'm like king of the world, king of the world. And then all of a sudden shit falls apart and you hit a rock bottom and you're like, man, I lost everything. And you're like, life like is this, and you never think you just, you think it's over and then you start to rebuild life. And you, but you, but you have this idea of how it was and you kind of want to rebuild that, but you have to let go of this because this was built on a faulty foundation of like superficial crap. And like, and now, so as I'm building myself back up, I have to remember that whatever I built before, even though I built the skills to build that built, I'm not building it the same way. I'm not building it from that same faulty foundation. So even if it looks different, it's actually better. And that's kind of, I think the thing about rock bottom and we, you know, they talk about that in movies. Like when you hit that rock bottom moment as a character, what you become after that is actually a really amazing thing. And so like, after you go through a really low point, you, your, whatever your vision or dream is actually becomes re more, more reinforced with really good qualities of like self mm-hmm. as opposed to ego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Like that quote, when you bounce to the bottom, you bounce higher. Yeah. 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 It's all about how, who said that it was Patton or is like, it's, it's all about how it's all yeah, about bounce, it's how high, high you ba- bounce back. It's how high you bounce back. Yeah. yeah. And the harder you fall, the higher you bounce. I also heard too. I don't know if that's true. But. I don't know if this is a quote, but I heard an idea. Like when I was at one of my lowest lows, someone said, yeah, you built this really amazing like empire. Like you built this really great thing, but like you built it on a faulty foundation and, and yeah, it got torn down, but like, that's a good thing. And if you have to rebuild that empire over and over and over until you figure out the right foundation to build that empire on, that's, that's, you will have built it. But like, but the thing is, is like, would you want to be living in that empire that you knew one day would crumble because it was built on a faulty foundation? Would you rather build something, um, that's built on something solid? And the other thing is they pointed out was like, you built the fucking empire. You did that, that no, no matter what happens in the world external from you, that can never be taken from you. Mm -hmm. You will always be the guy who did that. And so, you know, so anything that got taken or destroyed or just, you know, whatever, I learned to realize there was like, what got taken and destroyed? Well, basically, I'm just too curious. <laughs> well, it's the long and the short of it was like, you know, it was like this show and this uh, company. It was a bunch of, it was kind of a bunch of things that I had built and mm-hmm. I spent like my fortune in everything. I invested like every dollar and every bit that I had into mm-hmm. this thing. And, um, and with it, when it got stripped, for me really, it still isn't over. I mean, like, I wouldn't say that it entirely died. I mean, it will probably be reborn into something else. I mm-hmm. hope, but what got stripped with it was a lot of the friends I thought I had the oh, relationship I that the I thought was so, part. yeah, all the, the emotional stuff, you know, yeah. and I had so much of my identity tied into it. Right. And so like my, my whole identity of like being this young, successful guy got mm-hmm. taken from now me. Now you're too. just going to be an old successful guy. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know what? Like, <laughs> Like, and Is I, that okay? but my, all my, Don Draper, all my, success, but, but, the, but I, I actually feel like a success now because all my success back then was based on material gain. 
and and status. Yeah. And now it's like more on internal, right? Yeah. And the external stuff will come, but I'm not defining my life by the external anymore. Mm-hmm. That's good. So it was like, yeah. And so I think, you know, I'm still in transition with that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, uh, well, life is, yeah. Constantly a transition. Journey. Yeah. Yes. Constantly a yeah. transition. And, it, and, and I think the thing is, is like when you go to a really extreme high, like what well, wasn't like, I mean, I know it can get more extreme and I know it can get more extreme low, but when you go from extreme high to extreme low, there's there's such a change in life that kind of coming back from that, you have these really weird reference points of like, like I kind of, I know what I can handle. Mm -hmm. I know like how, how good it can feel. And somehow like, like one of the hardest things for me in the whole process was letting go of trying to recreate what I had created and and, and build again, build. It's so important to let go of the past. Yeah. 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 What you will build in the future will be something different, but better. Right. Just know that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it always is. I mean, like, have you ever lost a script and then you rewrote it or something and it's yeah. like way better? Like, yeah. cause I had a show fall yeah. through too yeah. and I was pretty upset yeah. that it did not come to fruition, but it will come another way. Yeah. You know, just make another path. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's when you get your mindset that it's like, this was it. This was yeah, the, this the was only it. thing. It's like, the you'll only never, hope. you'll never create yeah, something good through. ever again. It's just like, that's the totally the, not, the not right. true. You're going to create something better. Story. It's yeah. a false story that you don't yourself. even, yeah, yeah, that you don't know. Again, it's like these ideas, these contrived notions that we have. And you know what? I'm just going to start this as like the wrap up because <laughs> yeah, we've, we've, been going. we've actually been doing, forever. we did a really nice long podcast. Did we? How long was it? Well, I was holding well, my pee that whole going, time. But, I was holding my pee that whole time, and I was like, "Oh God, I don't even know how much time has gone by, but I'm just gonna hold it." Do you see what I mean? The conversation gets engaging, and the, you know, you oh, I could about, talk forever you about, about everything. Well, we know you can talk <laughs> except forever. for except for beer. We just didn't know if you could hold, <laughs> we just don't know if you can hold your pee forever. No, that's I, I will we're, go. That's what we're sure about. After. <laughs> so um, okay, so uh, yeah, let's start the wrap up. So usually for the wrap up, what we do? Oh, is there a game? Sembebe. No. <laughs> no, there's no game. There's no game? Okay. It's just, there's no game. It's just, um, what were some things that stuck out to you? Anything that maybe you've learned from this conversation that we've had or some interesting thoughts, points, whatever that we stumbled upon? You don't have to go first. Oh, oh, we all go. We all have a turn. We each go. It doesn't matter who goes first. Whoever has a point that stood out to them. Like we try to, we try to recap, you know, one or two or three points that really stood out in the whole conversation. Just Mm -hmm. so like people who maybe, um, tuned in later or whatever, or like you weren't really paying like full attention. They fell asleep halfway through and then they woke up. Yeah. And they're like, (laughs) Oh yeah. You know? And then, uh, anyway, at the end of it, we can kind of wrap up the points. And like, if you, hear those points and you go, Oh, those are pretty good. I want to review the podcast and then you can do it that way too. Right. So you're tricking people to listen to the whole thing. I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them my tricks. Yeah, That's not a someone. trick. You get to be part of the process. Yeah, you get to be part get of the process. Okay, get to I don't see want to go happen. first. I have to I have to think back. There there was a point in there, but I can't remember. <laughs> I feel like I just but went I on a broadly. big spiel. So I think it's on you. Okay, you. It's All right, you. sure. Um Yeah, I think for me, it's like, uh, you know, getting these ideas of what, you know, success or um, how we're supposed to achieve our goals and dreams looks like Mm. um, to to be open and receptive to 
um, something that you haven't even thought of that is better than anything you could have imagined. Uh, and the other thing I think that stood out in this one was definitely like action, hmm. you know, taking mm-hmm. action yeah, that was for me on your as goals well. and, and, you know, maybe not in a sense, I guess I'm just adding this right now is like not overthinking it. You know, you have a dream, you have a, and now you've set it as a goal and you know, that first step, you know, just, just take that first step and be, make it as gentle a process as you can on yourself because it's going to challenge you for sure. So like continually to try and find a way to make it gentle as you're working towards it, but just don't stop. Mm. Right. And I think that that's kind of the best way to just next thing you, know, you achieve this, this part of it, this part of it, this part of it, this part of it. And it wasn't as hard as you thought it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. good. I think that's part of mine is what I've taken away from this conversation with you guys is that you do know what you need to do. Mm. You just need to sit down and do it Yeah. or stand up and do it, whatever it is. Understanding, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I do know that I need to finish my book. It's been hanging over my head for a long time. And yeah, definitely going to put into, oh, the cat is just like trying to crawl up on the couch. <laughs> he just gave me a little kiss. No, she, she gave, he gave me a little look. He's like, whoa. Who's <laughs> this chick? But no, I've taken away from this conversation, you know, yes, it's all great to have your intention and whatever. But also what you said before is that if you don't do something, you keep, you know, running into the same obstacle. So I really do just have to edit. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, it's you know, I just have to do it. So well, but I knew that already. So okay. I guess I didn't learn anything. <laughs> but well, uh, that's good. I mean, I mean, maybe you like, just know a little bit more. That I you just need have to a little it. bit more resolve to actually do it. I think. Know? I think what ends up happening is you. You know, you do already know what you need to do. I mean, it's not like it's not so much about learning, but it's about discussing it and, and, and take talking about these things we care about and making them more present in our life so we can actually do something about them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, um, you know, like if I'm going to wrap this up from here is like, I think bringing up your novel takes, um, it might not seem like it, but it actually takes a little bit of courage to say like, yeah, I really want to get that done and to take this uh, venue to talk about that. And I think that's what um, what goals and dreams are really about. It's about making them ever present in your life. And Mm. I know we didn't necessarily say that, but I think, um, one of the big lessons that I've been kind of recognizing through this is the more we talk about it and the more I think about what I want, the more I, I define what the difference is with all this stuff, the more I think about, yeah, I need to keep these things on my mind. When I was, you you pointed to the vision board and I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that vision board is not fully present in my mind. So it makes sense that it's not really like what I will make happen. Right. So what I need to do is I, I need to actually like <laughs> this cat is just cat is going to make an appearance. That is Charlie Cat. Give him a like on uh, the channel if you if you like cats. Um, <laughs> People start commenting more Charlie. Yeah, okay. No, see, yeah. normally my live channel has dogs. Oh, does it? Yeah. yeah. Today a little cat for the cat lovers. Yeah. Yeah. For the cat. Well, he's kind of like a dog. He knows how to play fetch and really? he knows how to play hide and seek. I don't know if mm. a lot of dogs know how to play hide and seek. That's pretty good skill. 
Um, but, uh, okay. So anyway, so keep these goals ever present and, and evolving, like as your goal evolves and as you change going after your goal and as your goal maybe changes or your dream or vision changes, adapt your goals to that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think as you keep them ever present in your mind, um, do something today towards the goal. I was talking with a friend this morning about that. And, uh, we were just recognizing a little bit about, I was talking about my goal challenge for last year because I was like, yeah, I didn't really achieve as many of the goals as I would have liked to. Um, I feel I've been pretty goal oriented most of my life, but last year I don't feel like I, I really lived up to that. Mm-hmm. And, um, we were just kind of talking about, you know, if you make it tomorrow, tomorrow turns into next week and next week turns into next month, next month turns into next year, next year turns into never. Mm-hmm. And so, um, at some, at some point you got to make a decision. And I think that's why you got to have a deadline. And I think the thing is, is, um, they say a decision is never like Tony Robbins says, you haven't made a decision until you've actually taken an action. Mm. You know, I love Tony Robbins. Yeah, me too. And so I think the thing is, is like awaken um, the giant within. Yeah. That book's like right up there. Um, so, uh, yeah. So take an action and make your goals ever present every single day in your life. And think about one thing you can do every day to make that happen. That's what I would leave people with is like a good little actionable call to action. Yeah. Beautiful. Gorgeous. All right. Thanks for coming on the show today. Samantha Gordon. Subscribe to me on YouTube. Yeah. And subscribe to (laughs) Samantha Gordon on on YouTube. You have the same YouTube name or what's the name? Yeah. Sam Baby Antha. Sam Baby Antha. Yeah. Sam B-A-E. (laughs) B-A-E. Oh, <laughs> one word. Yeah. Okay. So follow on her on YouTube. Uh, tune into her live channel. Oh, yeah, my, live. Yeah, I have a wonderful live channel. Very interactive. It's wonderful. It's, it's so interactive. It was interrupting <laughs> our podcast. <laughs> like way we did people through. And uh, and yeah, and follow the B and E podcast. We'll do a little wrap up at the end of this about that. Follow us, like us, share us with your friends. Um, and uh, check out the local craft breweries and try their beer and tell them that we sent you. That would be good. Yeah. Did the cat just leave? <laughs> it's still going. Oh. <laughs> oh no, I heard something. The cat just opens good. the door and he's gone. All right, everybody. All right. My cat just left the room. <laughs> but does he have a cat door? No, no, no. It still won't stop because I hit the wrong button. Oh. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to keep it in. <laughs> Do it. Do you guys have any of the last things? I think this is kind of funny. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. I bring humor wherever I go. That's good. Is it normally funny? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes it gets really heavy. We, get, we cry on the couch. I yeah. Did, right? I did That's it a little differently happens. today because I have to use this other screen. Yeah. So it's kind of funny, but... Um, All right. Wait, what screen do you know? Oh, sorry. Oh, oh the farther one. Let's end this. Yeah, let's end this. <laughs> end All right. See y'all later. Follow us on the B&A podcast. That was our show for today. Thanks a lot for listening and being a part of this. If you enjoyed our conversation, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Or you can learn more and message us at www.thebndpodcast.com. Oh, and make sure to leave a comment and rate us on iTunes. That will really help us out a lot. It definitely will. Thanks.